0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome back to the new TZR podcast. Welcome back to this no man's land of podcasting in between new podcast launches. (laughs) Uh, I'm your host, Justin Skirbo, and I'm joined by Justin Chow. Hello. I'm also joined by Alex Schock. Yo. We're back again with a new week of news and games and all kinds of stuff. Unfortunately, Liz is not with us, which is actually going to be a bit of a uh, hardship this week because Horizon came out, which is likely going to be her game of the year this Mm -hmm. year um and i really would have loved to hear her perspective i'm sure we will hear more of it next You've week Been playing it though right i have been playing a bunch um should we just jump into it we can jump into it yeah I, can I do a can i do a quick like i want
1: to do a
2: quick correction because uh, oh. i forgot to say it last week um but two weeks ago we were going to put a video out on youtube and i just wanted to address it that, yes that video did not go out we decided against it. Yeah. Sorry, everyone.
0: So as, as we exist in this sort of like no man's land of podcasting, what we're doing is we're going through this process of preparing all the elements that we need for the podcast. So what we were doing during that episode, we were videotaping to get some captured footage. Uh, but it was more so as a test to refine the process, to figure out exactly what our angles are going to be, make sure our audio is situated, all of this kind of stuff. And we are, we are honing... Honing our craft. We're getting to the perfect situation for this podcast. The uh, uh so the, the
2: de-aging filter didn't work correctly. So yeah, no, we're
0: we're gonna, back to the drawing board. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna uh we're gonna shock a few people, I'm sure. Not yeah. to be confused with Alex shock. Not yeah. Uh yes, but so this week, yeah, we've got a a lot of interesting games to talk about. I personally have been diving into many, many different things. Uh, but we've also got a handful of interesting news topics to discuss. Uh, but yeah, I think the place to start is uh, with the games that we've been playing. And I'll just jump into Horizon. So neither of you guys have played Horizon at all. Um, right. I have decided against it for now.
3: Okay.
2: I'm more in a holding my breath phase for Elden Ring. And I wanted to give Horizon its time to shine with me because I know I'm going to love it. Mm. But it just wasn't going to get
0: that with with Elden Ring. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, Elden Ring's this week and I mean, it's palpable the excitement for some people. It's funny my uh my mom messages us every week to see like when she can watch the baby to like so we can like go out to dinner or something. And she's like, "Oh, I'm available Thursday and Friday." And I was like, like "Oh, how I-. about the entire week?" I was like, <laughs> "Oh, Allie, like what uh what night you want to go?" She's like, "Oh, I don't know. Maybe we'll go Friday." And I was like, "Yeah, wait. Oh, no." <laughs> I was like, "We
1: are not going on Friday." I'm playing video games all day on Friday. She's like, oh, okay. We'll go Thursday. <laughs> yeah. Damn, so. it's coming out this Friday, right? Yep. For some reason, I thought it was going to be early next week. Nope. It is this Friday. Damn it. Wait, are you t- traveling? No, I had, well, I, was, I had plans in New York City on Saturday. Going to be behind, man. I am seriously <laughs> thinking of not going now. Mm. I mean, it's just my friend's birthday, but it's not that
0: important. <laughs> it's only Dan's did birthday. Do you, you want to slay dragons on horseback?
1: Oh, uh, <laughs> I kind of do. It's going to be Maybe awesome. I'll bring it with me. I'm actually really, really excited to play that game. Don't go! I know. (laughs) Oh my god! I will be having so much fun without you. Alex does this voice all the time. (laughs) Whenever I, whenever he knows that I'm going to be doing something, and then there's like a video game. For instance, last time this happened was like a couple of years, like maybe a decade ago. All right, maybe he doesn't do it that often, but one time I was going to be going on a date with this girl, Mm. and he was like, "But I know you want to be playing Brawl.
0: (laughs) You want to be playing Brawl. brawl. I
1: (laughs) I think it was Project M had just come out. We
2: were like, we were going to dive into it. It, and he was like, "Oh, I can't have this date." And I'm like, "You think
0: about me when,
1: yeah. when you're on that date? Yeah. I know where you want to be." If it goes back to her apartment, remember, every, I can jump off walls now.
0: Every every <laughs> second you're looking into this girl's eyes, I'm just getting better.
1: I'm <laughs> creating more tools to murder you with. And <laughs> it came up in my head every single time, like all throughout that <laughs> night. I was just thinking about Project <laughs> Damage
3: ruined
0: everything. Anyway, oh man, So yeah, yeah. it's funny. I, I,
1: it's funny though because like.
0: And maybe, maybe I'm making like an overarching observation, but I feel like, Justin, you are more of a social creature. I think you're the type of person that enjoys the environment of people around you. I feel like with most games, it's like you want to be playing a game in a room with other people watching you.
1: That's actually funny you mentioned that because since I've lost the office in the last house and mm-hmm. everything is kind of like disheveled and it's like I've realized the only time I get to play games is when I'm like with my sister or if mm. you've been listening to the podcast for the past couple of months or rather a year I've been literally saying like yeah me and my sister and her boyfriend have been playing x y and z and yes 100 it's like I got excited about a game like Sifu and I immediately want them to try it so we can all enjoy it together mm. and while I watch them play it I'm like okay and then very late at night I'll be like okay I'll play it myself now yeah I'm uh, I'm
0: so the complete opposite I'm I absolutely want t- to be the other way I'm, I'm the, like the I'm closing the door and I'm shutting the lights off and nobody's talking to me and I'm putting my phone away I won't. Even see it you know the
1: problem is, is that getting i getting
0: in my zone
1: i the silk jamas the candlelight dinners with my video games i want that back uh but i need to finish the renovations so yeah until then i'm just going to continue being in this weird like because yeah. it, t- it does i know you enjoy that a
2: lot but i also know you enjoy like whenever you want sort of hopping on like apex or something but that option isn't always open to you or going into minecraft or right. like yeah. you know going into those individual experiences sometimes that's just not available yeah
0: yeah the reason why that comment came up is because you're saying like you might bring your playstation to the city or whatever i know and i'm like that's gonna be such a, like that it would be that a terrible thought experience. Would never cross my mind to be like i'm just gonna be around all these people while we're like no it's way- a, f- a fresh a fresh from software game these moments don't come around very often i'm gonna you know be what playing I mean?
1: it all on friday and i'm not sure when i'm going in on saturday it's also a, as long as i might friday. not go in i might not go again as, I'm as as tell him that something came he doesn't listen to this podcast That's i would a, say i would say feel it out friday this game could blow we don't know you know it's, not mm-hmm. a blow. <laughs> not,
3: it's,
2: a, it's also i mean it's a multiplayer game really what? oh right 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 so like oh, we're gonna be it? playing it
0: um, it's a oh, yeah. game. Yeah, mm, this, I, I, I get a little judgmental on this. I'll be honest with you. I know you guys have fun playing together. It's I thing. say that's easy mode. It you guys haven't mode. actually
1: beat any of these games because you're playing yeah. on easy mode the whole I've time. Played, though, I've beat, I beat them all single player. Okay, see,
0: Justin's legit. Alex... Mm. <laughs>
1: I've, done,
2: I've done most of every game by myself, yeah. but there are certain bosses that it just doesn't happen, but I'm, I'm little, I, en- I enjoy that experience way too much. I'm, yeah,
0: and I, I can appreciate that, and I think I'm a little less judgmental at this point in my it's, life, but... There's some silent judgment happening. Just I you know. would, yeah, I understand
1: that. <laughs> they scale, uh, they scale it. a little bit. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. But I will say, <laughs> <laughs> I will say, oh. when I played Demon Souls for the very first time and it was by myself, I thought those this was an amazing thing. When I got Alex to play with me that one time and we had a, a fucking blast, yeah. it just became the new standard, right? Mm. And part of the new games is always like. I don't want to experience the next level unless we're experiencing it together. Like we're mm. uncovering the same level together and we're like testing the waters. Yeah. I mean, well, th- this is a dynamic trade off.
0: To it, me, the- it's almost like those, like those moments are, and, and again, this is, this is how oh, yeah. Justin's no, it, brain works. It's like those moments. It's like, I I want to like, it's not pure. I need it to be organic, right? Yeah. I, I want nobody's opinion or way that they're talking about stuff or whatever to impress on my, immediate experience at all. That's yeah. why I'm like, close the door, get the phone away from me. I you know, not reading reviews and all this sort of stuff. It's like I want nothing to create any sort of bias in my mind about any part of this. You I know get what it. I mean?
2: I think yeah. I think I and I hear what you're
1: saying. And I we I feel I, like we do that in all games already. yeah so, but I think I'm what, not even saying that,
0: that that there's a right or wrong way to do this. It's just I, like I'll, that that's just kind of how my I, brain I'll, works.
2: I'll say that it's I feel like that's usually my mindset like I can see myself thinking that way. Yeah,
1: you don't even watch trailers. Right.
2: Anti-trailer. But with it's true, but with this game maybe I might feel a little bit better because it's so incorporated in the soul of the game. Like the multiplayer uh, experience is part of it. Like if you I, wanted to, you could just summon someone. Like
0: Well, I would say like so he's I, I, I guess that, this is this is an impression wait. thing where it's like if I summon somebody it's like that's a random person it's like playing journey right yeah, yeah. it's like you're not voice chatting with somebody playing journey like you know because like if you, if you guys are playing together I imagine you get to a boss and you're like making observations about their patterns or like mm-hmm. talking about what certain weapons are doing or, or whatever, or f- like finding observations on the thing. So then it's like, I don't know. There's part of me again, again, like this, the selfish introverted part of me is like, but like, I want to make all those discoveries myself. I want to figure yeah, out how to fix the, so. how to kill the boss by myself. Like, so I know that it was like hundred
1: percent me. Like I did yeah. this, you know right. what I mean? And like That's- that, that's it's just a weird implicit it, that's not personality weird trait. that's not weird that's perfectly cool like yeah. I, I get that i do like the game like dark souls and demon souls was originally made so that you'd be playing a single player journey with this idea of like having these random people come in who can't even talk to you like yeah. i understood that right but sometimes i also like to eat my peanut butter with my cheese you know what i'm saying <laughs> it's not pure but yeah. this is a weird yeah it was not a, to a inside joke joke the podcast nobody understands it but i mean i don't know something about the souls games and like alex and me there's like a weird thing going on there mm. no I, I mean i get it like th- that almost has its own level
0: of like you know intimacy you
3: know it's like it's like the halo
2: co-op thing like yeah, totally. I, I get it, that 100 like and there of course I'll, I'll like i'll play it through by myself um not the whole thing but it's like i'll play by myself and i, I still enjoy that experience too but it's like everything that you're describing about like figuring out yourself, like discovering things. It's like that's what I get too. But we do it together. Yeah. There's something that mm. I don't know. I I hear what you're saying. It's like yeah. I can totally see why you would say that too. Yeah,
1: it's, it's, a, fu- it, it's just a thing. I don't know. It's interesting. It's like almost as if the game is just the platform. But it's like how it's almost like how you play the game and what you like mm. determines like how you eat the how you consume it's, that game. It's true. It, it's
0: very cool that. There is th- that the game creates space for all of these things. You yeah. know what I mean? That it, it, it's a game that flexible that allows you to sort of like it's accommodating it, to all personality types. And it, it does help me. Yes,
2: it does help that there was thought put into it too. Like the game designers, maybe it's maybe it's not as much like it's a co op game. They're not saying it's like just a straight co op game, but there's thought behind it. The game changes when you have more people in it. It's not like you pick up Horizon, you plug in another controller, and there's like just a second. Aloy in there yeah. and you're just running through the same game it's like there's a thought that went into that multiplayer I, experience I,
0: I think so I think where the like the we're just getting into it yeah I, th- I think the the like more like critical part of me that doesn't like the multiplayer experience is because in my mind specifically the bosses the world exploration I can get over but it's like specifically the bosses like I you know, like their AI is tuned in such a way that like they're meant to be fighting one thing. So so when you're, so when you're pulling attention between stuff to me, that that's why I call it like easy mode because it's like, if the boss is looking at you, then the other person could go in and get the hit. Whereas like if you were playing solo, that, Opportunity would never present itself. You have However, to math your way around their move set. It's not like they they have new moves for multiple players, unless
1: they do. And I'm I'm totally like naive to it. But I will say that there's plenty of times where you go in, and yes, 100 summoning people like right before the boss, like that's there for a reason, right? It's yeah. like If you're having a difficult time, you summon people, you know, and you have to be alive. I mean, these are Dark Souls rules, whatever. Anyway, but long story short, the which mall the bosses. There's been plenty of times where I've gone in with people whether it be with Alex or multiple other people that aren't Alex yeah. and they just get fucking wiped. And then I'm oh, yeah. myself like, so it's like, it's not necessarily like it's much that much easier because I still feel like there's a pretty high level of like risk, especially if both of you are taking on the boss together for the first time and you're both learning these like specific movements. It's like, it's part of the fun They're, Yeah. And I'm like I enjoying mean, it with somebody.
2: They, they do bridge the gap. Like it's, and there's nothing to take away from that single-player experience that's always going to be the hardest, but the way they try to bridge that gap, like those allies you bring in, they have less health. They might suck. Like they distract the boss at the wrong time. You're getting hit with the tail. Like it, they could fuck up the whole thing. Sure, yeah. Um and then you're left with a boss with more health and you're alone and you had shitty teammates. Like yeah, that's there, also it, true. There is a trade-off. It's ne- and I'm right. Like it's never going to be as difficult as just soloing it. The game does try to make up for it, and it is inclusive of that experience. Like there's AOE attacks, and like they design these monsters so that there's room for other people to both be there and like there's a difficulty still yeah so again it's never going to be as hard as one player yeah. but it's, still. it's
0: also part of partly like an immersion thing too i mean what are, what are your feelings on sort of like the immersive element to it because i think like like obviously the comparison that i'm drawing is dark souls or demon souls right and like narratively speaking pulling in uh like spirits like you know other characters is more like you know, these are other strangers that are on the same journey. So like by being in like a solo unable to communicate with this person, that's kind of like what it is. Like all of the emotes and stuff, and like writing these like messages to each other. It's like there's all these indirect forms of communication that the game encourages you to use in those contexts. And to me, that's kind of what like it's almost like the game is very isolating because you feel alone and overwhelmed and all this sort of stuff. But then there's these like faint like, glimpses of, like, hope or, like, oh, I'm not alone. You yeah. know what I mean? And then the, di- the the difference that I'm seeing is, like, if you're voice chatting with someone the whole time, it's like, no, you're straight up not alone. Like, you are not by yourself. And yeah. it's, like, that's not, in my mind, in in the the view of the Souls-type games that I c- created for myself, it's, like, that that is in opposition to, like, the intended, like,
1: feeling. I, you yeah, know what I mean? I agree so, with you. So yeah.
2: what's more? So here's... Oh, wait. So go ahead
1: comment on that i would say i agree with you 100 like i would play zelda if this was like a zelda game i would be there's a multiplayer aspect i would probably not touch the uh, the multiplayer aspect whatsoever yeah because the way i want to consume zelda is exactly what you're talking about right mm. but the way i want to consume dark souls games and when i found out that uh which this was a more of an open world <laughs> kind of dark souls like adventure the one thing I thought of was, oh my God, this is going to be so much fun to go around with with Alex, basically. Mm. Like, I can't wait to do this. Like, the same thing when we're trying to like, pick apart the pieces of Dark Souls 1 for the first time when that came out. And we're like, do we go to the skeletons? Or, oh wait, there's another way to go up this way. And then we're talking through the entire thing. Like, those moments live in no other game mm. except for the Souls games for yeah. me. So I agree with you as far as like, it's not the way it, the director, I suppose, intended the single player story to be felt. But that's not the way I j- to consume these games. The, the, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, The the pros outweigh the cons. Like that's the trade off that we've accepted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So like, here's another example. My, it's, a,
0: it's almost like what like, and this. Sorry. No. Go ahead. I, I will pass the. I will pass the ball back. I almost think of it like it's like your. There's a lot of foreshadowing happening, people. Pick, we're foreshadowing some interesting things regarding the website, but it's like there's a lot of personality metrics here. That's like what weighs more for yeah, you? Totally. Is it, is it the narrative like elements that yeah. weigh more for you, or is it this like social connectivity, like camaraderie element that weighs more for you? And it's like you know, and is that I, 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 it, and it's neither or wrong. It's just what's what's going to enable
1: the most satisfying experience for I'm, you as a player. You I'm know? personally. Most of the time, more about the immersion. Like I'll say, like realistically, like seven out of ten times, I'm more immersion over like you know um, just the mechanics of like a multiplayer to like bust mm-hmm. through the game, right? Yeah, yeah. But in this game specifically, I will prioritize multiplayer over immersion.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: What's I get
2: that? So here's an interesting trade-off question for you too. So I have a friend who loves Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. He plays it by himself. Mm-hmm. So He's like getting that pure experience. Turns off online capability. Yeah, so I that's mean, it's, so that's the I've other people, that's the other direction. Yeah, I've had well, I, do
1: that. I I can un because <clears throat> you get ganked by random people. Well, just, th- that's that's yes. the trade off where it's like, but I, that's part of the game.
0: Yeah. I also, I mean, again, this is this is the ugly, judgmental part of me. I think that that's kind of that's kind of bitch i don't know like, <laughs> i agree you I know, agree know what i'm saying you. it's like i i can i get it right because it's like you just want the pve yeah. experience right and and the pve is is why most people are playing that game i would say i i mean i don't know this is anecdotally it's like 90 pve well exactly right like th- that's where like the bosses are that right unless you're playing demon souls um but
3: I don't Some know people. it's it's
0: almost again like yeah. the flavor the setting the way like the place that the game is trying to put you in begets that fear you know what i mean that that like oh shit like i'm being stalked somebody's here like i better i got to i got to pony up like now is the time like here we go like you know that that feeling i think is is very intentional in, yeah. in like world building you know what i mean so which, to to knock it out is just like it seems like i mean if you're having more fun, awesome.
2: Right. I
1: don't want to yuck your he yums. Just, he <laughs> exactly. just doesn't
0: want to play with other...
2: It's like, he doesn't want a human. He doesn't want a human, some clown running around doing somersaults and stabbing him in the
1: back. Yeah. yeah. So I, which which bothers you more?
0: Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, hmm,
1: I would say the multiplayer, like the way that we play, would probably bother you more. Well, I would like, say the other way. Because we're I, the closest to... Yeah, I, I was going to gonna
0: say, because like shutting off the multiplayer entirely, Yeah. it's like, to me, it's almost like... I mean, the it's removing such a core element yep. of the game where it's like like that, I think, is disrupting the like the identity of the game mm. by removing this element. I think the like playing with somebody else isn't disrupting the image of it. It's just like it's a tweak. It's, it's, it's just, like it's, a, it's, it's, just, it's just altering it. Yeah. It's, it's it's, you know, well, we're
1: we're taking advantage of it
0: it's just turning one lever down to turn another lever up whereas the
1: other one is literally just shutting one side off completely and and that mm, feels wrong to me you know what i mean i would say in my perspective i think turning it off does feel like that again if we're talking about the intended experience here right turning it off is not the way right but i think also i mean the way that they explained dark souls way back when and demon souls it's like the intended experience was supposed to be the single player with a wisp of multiplayer right yeah the way that Alex and I play, uh, we're standing on top of a log in the forest, and we're like, "Is it down yet? Is it down yet? Do you see it? Do you see it?" And so, like, and I understand that we are wholeheartedly, at least on those yeah. senses. So,
0: so, but in that case of the systems, but it's not removing your ability to get invaded or anything no, like that. No. So, all of the mechanics are exactly. still there. It, it's just like I would say it's taking away atmosphere and mm-hmm. difficulty to fuel camaraderie and togetherness you know what i
2: mean yeah. and and what it is? the games are different they make it so easy to get in like it's not now they do it's not yeah. ps3 <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You
1: it, know, it, trying yeah, to yeah it's out different now where so you're not like you're supposed to R- ring the bell
2: ringing fucking times. bells like
1: i like,
2: can still hear it yeah. us trying and failing to get into each other's world yeah it's so much easier now they've just accepted it i think yeah but yeah.
1: i would say like mm, i would say like the way that i play dark souls and now i'm just t- taking it as a whole and, including with um with alex I play it, I think, for the multiplayer. I like, I like, I love the setting and mm. the story, but I'm not in the lore, and I'm mm. not reading. I am reading all of the all of the items, but I'm not internalizing any of it really i don't know the names i don't know what really is going on i i I would say
0: i i'm i'm with you where it's like i'm i'm getting the surface level of it but i feel like more so it's like
1: the the immersion right Uh, hear me out i want to feel like i'm there i don't know everything that's going on but i just want to feel like i'm there hear me out uh i'm i'm playing demon souls again by myself just with another new build and that fucking poison swap is scary i i realized (laughs) and this is the difference between you and me shit in demon souls And Bloodborne is like fucking scary, and I like playing it with other people. And the way that I play the Souls game is that I will build a player, and then I will find the place on forums where everybody meets to fight, and I will fight them with all the different weapons and try to like building builds. That's what I really love doing. So in Souls in general, I would say like the story and the atmosphere. Atmosphere is definitely up there, but story takes like a third or fourth rung. Yeah, and that like single player experience versus the multiplayer, probably because. It's scary sometimes. I also, I also can appreciate like because I know that with all of these games, I, I'm
0: not sure if it's. I, I, I've just talked to Justin all the time, so like I know that when you're going through these games, it's like you try like four or five different builds. You know, you like different magic powers or different weapon focuses and all this kind of stuff so it's almost like i understand the first round you go through as a team figure it out and then once you know what to expect it's like okay well now we can sort of play in this space and we can you know try what it's like to use lightning magic through the whole thing or whatever mm, right. and it's like you know that's when the single player experience comes in because you're like i already know what's coming yeah. so I, I can like now experiment within that space like for instance uh- Do you do that too
2: yes it's weird because we're talking about dark souls which is almost like it almost occupies a different space in my brain because if sometimes we've started over and we just play together again (laughs) it just now we just experiment with different things that we attack a boss a different way or
0: i don't know it's i play through one time or as many times as i need to to get the platinum trophy yeah i don't see the difference between
1: you and me is that i really when i love a game i like go into it in like weird ways I, I don't like zelda like breath of the wild how many times have i played that game and just like sat on top of a mountain and, like stared into the distance for some reason i don't know what's wrong with me right um it's just it's different i play with like a different purpose i think in multiplayer on Dar- uh, demon souls or just souls in general and bloodborne i've like really loved the mechanics of the fighting so much that i will go in and find like the multiplayer uh, PVP areas and then just keep getting summoned by people so that we can fight each other. And
2: I think what I do on my second playthrough, if we do anything, that's when I'll start looking up guides and builds like min-maxing my character. Mm -hmm. The first time through, it's totally clean. Yeah. Yeah, Like I'm just, I'm in this, whatever I do is my character, whatever build I want to go in. It's like, just what i have yeah that's what it feels very organic and natural to me yeah for sure second time i'm like whatever i'll figure you know look up everything find all the items
0: yeah i like it'll be interesting to see how this all pans out in like this new context like an
1: open world game like yeah uh i have no idea how long it's gonna be or anything like that i have a feeling Um, it's still gonna be section based regardless if it's open world like open world means like there's potentially like much more greater expansive like middle areas but then when you get to like the dungeons or like the specific areas i have a feeling like there will be fog walls of which you have to you would you know summon yeah. people in those areas again I guess, you know i guess the difference is like in um
0: so i never really got very far in dark souls 3 and but i did play a lot of sekiro but i didn't beat sekiro but in both of those games i remember getting to dark souls 3 and it's like you're hit with like a, a teleport almost immediately it's Mm. like the first bonfire you hit it's like okay teleport to this other place and it's like Mm. but but like why am I teleporting you know what I mean because that's not what Dark Souls 1 is and then in Sekiro it it does a similar thing where it's like once you finish an area then it's like oh now you got to go to this other like village or whatever and then it teleports you to there so it's not technically in like open world whereas Dark Souls 1 sort of is it's like two sections because you have like the first section and then like Anor or whatever Mm -hmm. um yeah, I don't know, true, it'll it'll, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see.
2: Sakura might be the first from software game I played cuz you have to, but you play it... I beat it from beginning to end by myself. Mm. Like because all the other ones had co-op. So, like mm. I yeah. would have mm.
0: That game kicks my ass. Dude, that game like, was so hard. Yeah, yeah, that game kicked my ass. That was that was probably one of the like usually i can brute force my way through almost anything that game did me in i was just like i don't know what it was maybe it was just like I'm the time i'm of- surprised
1: because i feel like you've played harder games
0: i'm sure i have I, I don't i think it was just like the time that i was playing it it was just like something wasn't clicking or something was just like too frustrating or i just didn't have the patience at the time i don't know what there it were was. a few
2: bosses that like especially the final boss but like that monkey boss like there were a few that
0: i'm like I think, this I, was, is, this I, think is I was at the monkey boss. I think that was the last yeah. thing at that I got monkey? to. With a yeah. sword? With like I got, I got my... to the second phase of... where he goes, like, where you... It's, it's like, I remember how hard I tried to beat yep. him the first time, yep. and then it's like, psych, and I was like, okay, this is a cool moment,
1: but also, <laughs> fuck this boss. Yeah. You and know? it gets way harder. Yeah. And, then, and then you get one where you have to fight two of them at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that's when he's, like, farting and stuff. Jeez. Uh, Dude,
2: that game... Yeah, the final boss almost broke, me. I was like... I'm good at games, I swear. Like, so, yeah. we were talking about this on The Ride Home, right? Yeah. I would say the fun- games that
1: beat you. Yeah. We should really write... We should have a podcast where we talk about that. I'm, I'm into that. Um, I would say Sifu's final boss is like... It's not impossible, but it's fucking hard. So, yeah, that
0: was
2: painful.
1: I find, and I'm just thinking this now, I find very similar things between Sifu and Sekiro, specifically with bosses. Like, mm-hmm. there are times with the monkey boss that I found out if I start running or strafing in a specific direction and then the moment he yeah. jumps or whatever yeah. if i dodge in this yep. direction i will always be safe yep. yeah right so then yeah that's what you start to like recognize and yep. like i feel like sifu i feel is like exactly yeah, that. i feel like if you beat sifu especially at the level at the age that you did like you should go back to Sekiro eventually mm. not now it, it's it's something that i've thought of before it's like i packed up
0: like 90 percent of my ps4 games but i left out the ones that i was like these are all the games that like if the mood strikes me, I'd go back to and Sekiro's up there. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I don't know when that time will come. Yeah. Especially when Elden Ring's right around the corner. I know, yeah. Oh, yeah. My we kinda God. we kinda went on a tear what? and it's uh Yeah, we you're gonna,
2: you gonna parallel track Sekiro and Elden Ring. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely
0: not. Absolutely not. I'm not even
1: I gonna have... get a parallel track Horizon. Right. Which we'll talk about in a moment, but what are you gonna say? Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but uh let's talk for a second of all we know about Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Elden Ring. Elden Wing, Elden, Wing. Elden, <laughs> Elden, Elden, Wing. Elden Ring. Because I actually, I haven't really watched many of the trailers. I have, like, stayed off of anything that's written about it. I don't think any of us have really, like, revealed that much. I mean... Is it... Okay. Next question. For the podcasts in general, should we be, like, educating ourselves in order to talk about it? Or does that ruin it
0: for us? Uh, like, I, I think our particular like experience whether or not we want to expose ourselves is perfectly valid yeah like i mean i like with a game like elden ring i know just enough to know that it's something that i'm going to want to play right away yeah you know I- what i mean and, and that's usually what it goes for there are certain games that like my interest level is like a little bit lower but uh, something that I, 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 Alex, I think you're sort of like the case study for this, but it's like something that like has captured your interest where you're like, I know what yeah. I'm looking for. Like, it's almost like the if you were to continue to watch trailers, it's kind of like robbing you of your own enjoyment. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I and just, I don't get it. You I know? would
2: hope that people come to this podcast to listen to us, like be excited about games. Mm-hmm. You know, we're yeah. here because we're excited about it. Okay. Not like an information, like a straight information source. Yeah. So we could come here. Like watch all the trailers, give you our opinions ahead of time, so you can make you know the most accurate decision
0: to, on your purchase decision. Yeah, but that's right. not really what, what this is about. One of okay, one of the uh, one of the perspectives that I've heard on one of the podcasts that I listened to recently uh, is that the the members of this podcast have sworn off talking to uh, PR completely because it they had realized these are like XIGN guys they basically realized that, like, when you're getting games way early and you're like, oh, man, I can't wait to talk about, like, this game that I can't talk about, you know, it it creates this barrier between you and your audience, whereas if we're talking about games the way that we're experiencing them in Mm, real time alongside them playing it as well, it makes for a more organic and natural conversation, Mm. and it doesn't become this, like, you know, uh, have and have not sort of, like, relationship. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Mm -hmm.
1: Um, I agree. I mean, I I, think that's... Beautiful. No, that's yeah, a good idea.
0: Like, I think it's pretty valid. That almost goes
2: against what we were talking about yesterday. Like if we get review copies ahead of time, that almost maybe the trade-off isn't worth it at the end of the day, if we get it ahead of time, because yeah. then we're not at the same point. They are day one almost. Yeah, exactly. Not to st- I, But our podcast I, doesn't align maybe on the same day, but you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. it's a, Well, I think what it, what it affords us is that ultimately the, um, the convenience of getting review copies is like, more of us can play it at the same time rather than everybody buying it all at the same time. Uh, But what it affords us by waiting is, granted, our coverage technically will be later right than the day of because you have to wait until we publish the podcast but at that time it contextualizes the audience's opinions within our own mm-hmm. because like if we've had a little bit of experience of the game so have they and then they can find sort of parody in the things that yeah, we're saying do, you know do they
2: want our three-day experience on their day one you know
0: yeah, exactly. exactly. Mm. Oftentimes, like I use, like in the past, when I've seen podcasts that go to talk about those things, I tend to skip it because I'm like, why do, like, this is exactly yeah. what we were talking about with yeah. Elden Ring, where it's like, I don't want any sort of bias impressed on my experience with this yeah. thing. But it's like, if we're playing together, huh. then it's like, you know.
2: I can almost be like a feature, not a bug type situation.
1: You, you know, we build that into what we're doing. That's mm. true. We're with you guys.
0: That's true. Okay. And yeah.
1: yeah. The only reason why I asked, I was just about to ask, uh, are there shields and do we know about weapons? But it sounds like nobody knows. So bring it back to Elden Ring. The only footage I've seen is it's basically Dark Souls.
2: Yeah. I think. Great. I'm sure there's information out there. There's a bunch of trailers and, you know, some of it leaked. So you could find that out if you really wanted to. Yeah. I did. I know nothing, really. Mm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Remember, uh, weird, slightly side tangent. Remember when we thought Elden Ring, or rather the next From Software game was going to be a Dark Souls game, but like in space? Did we think that? Oh, maybe it was just me. I remember thinking that and then thinking that when we saw, or at least when I saw Elden Ring, I was, like, excited about it, but it did, it definitely does feel, like, more like a Souls game than, like, a yeah. new thing. I mean, there, there was, like, this one, like,
0: five-second clip that I watched of, like, the character, like, changing weapons, and it's, like, the exact same animation. Yeah, right. Souls. So, to me, it's, like, okay, like... You, you've taken these things, improved things, and put it in a totally new world yeah. and all new enemies I, and whatever. And it's, and it's like a cool. Title. Like I'm, I, I'm 100% game for that.
2: You know, I thought it was going to be, and maybe it is. Uh, they, you know, they amped up George R. R. Martin's. Uh, involvement in the story this. Oh, I totally forgot
1: yeah. that he was involved well, at all.
0: I, I believe his, his role is just, like, world-building. Like, yeah. I think they had concepts of what they wanted to do, and I think he sort of drew up the the world that it all, it all exists in.
2: Yeah, I'm sure they sort of played it up, like, any small part that he was, that he...
0: Is his name on the box? <laughs>
1: yeah, right, I don't know. Would you, Probably not. Would you... Th- oh, wow, okay. How do you think... I mean, all right, we don't have to go into this. I think
0: but- it's just world-building. I mean, that, that's what he does. That's what, like, Game of Thrones,
1: like he drew the map you know yeah, what i mean what do you like think the interactions were was it like hey so here's like what we're thinking as far as where we want to take the story now george R. R. martin legendary game of thrones writer and like creator uh what do you think <laughs> like legendary is a little generous isn't but, it i mean i mean I, I feel like game of thrones was yeah a it's a it like had its moment. Cultural phenomenon. I mean, that's I, it was a cultural it,
0: phenomenon, but I don't know like, if that makes somebody legendary. Like the guy who wrote Lord of the Rings is legendary because he created a genre.
1: This guy created a cool book that he never finished that turned know. into was, a show uh, that he didn't I, produce. I don't <laughs> read books very often, Kay, but I yeah. will say that like I feel like J.K. Rowling is probably on the epic scale of. I think he least created a modern classic. Yeah, you know? and then you have like
2: yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones is still like it. W- it's one of the most popular fantasy books, and well best reviewed fantasy series of all time even without it being over and it's one of the top 10 most popular shows of all time yeah so yeah i mean i think that grants him legendary status
0: yeah i mean I, i it'll be interesting to see what what the involvement is but to my knowledge he was strictly on the world building front there's like a couple of quotes out there where he talks about his involvement and it seems very sort of like like they had a bunch of things and then he connected them you all like, together it. and yeah. then was like this is how it's going to be and they're like cool and then they just made that if yeah.
2: i got george if i was making a game and i got george r. r martin to show up for one 1 hour session i would make the trailer that
0: from software made
2: mm. like you know mm. any involvement that oh, yeah. someone like that had you can put in your trailer well it, yeah. it,
0: it is Bow. at the very least star power you know what i mean yeah. it's like you know why are people watching the uncharted movie mostly because of tom holland <laughs> yeah. but which, by the way, my sister and Alex saw that this past week. I think they went to like a premiere or something. They live out in L.A. They're some of the beautiful people. Um, they uh, they liked it. Yeah, this they so said it was legit. Legitimately- L.A.
2: and they are beautiful people. They just want to see his biceps. So well, I've been reading uh, pe- like actual people's reviews, like Reddit threads about this game that have hated, hated, hated the trailers, everything about it. Uh, the word of mouth on this game is. Uh, game see Uh, on this movie is that it's not
0: going to win an oscar but it's it does what it's supposed to do and it's actually kind of a good time well and this is exactly what my sister said now my sister's like not like she's she knows what a good movie is right Mm -hmm. now she didn't say that it was like the greatest movie of all time but this is somebody who has zero i'm Mm -hmm. talking not like some or like even like she's never asked me about uncharted once in her entire life she has Zero exposure to these characters, and she was like, "I love it." She's uh, like the the dynamic uh, between uh, Tom Holland and Mark Wahlberg, which saying it as an Uncharted fan is just fucking ridiculous. Right, but like they were like they were great, and they loved Mark Wahlberg, and he thought he was an awesome character, and <sighs> like the the set pieces were great, and like this whole thing. She's like, "Yeah, it's, it's like a fun movie." Oh, okay. So I'm I'm I've since she said that, like I trust her opinion enough where I'm warming up to it, and I feel like my jadedness is basically just coming from like, well, Tom Holland doesn't I look know. like Nathan Drake. You know what I mean? I'm more, I mean,
1: that's where my jadedness comes I'll, from. Apparently, I'll, I'll be also low-key,
0: I don't know if this is like a spoiler or something, but apparently Nolan North, is in. he plays a character in the movie. That's awesome. He's, he's the voice actor for yeah. Nathan Drake, yeah. <laughs> So, I it was funny. She said she was in the theater and they were like they heard some character start talking and apparently everyone in the theater started freaking out and she was <laughs> like, "Why is everybody freaking <laughs> out?" And then she like googled it later and she's that's like, really "Oh, that's why." All right. Yeah.
1: Now I'm warming up to it as well, but we'll see.
0: I want to watch some more for free. I'm not going to the movies to it. Mm. Um, okay. So, we'll pull back. So, Elden Ring is coming out this Friday. It's yeah. not out yet. But what is out is Horizon 2 Forbidden West, New Horizon game. Uh, and I'd like to discuss it with you, just briefly. We're not going to go, like, too, too in-depth or anything. Yeah, just um,
2: give me, like you did for, I guess it was Seafood? Just give me, like, your...
0: Yeah, so, um, so the okay. The, the, the challenge with all of these things is, like, you... It's like what you said with Sifu. You're like, I like, wish it didn't sound negative right away. I'm not trying to like... Oh, I, okay. So I'm trying to to pave my path here. Uh, Horizon Forbidden West, from the point that I've played, for context, just like the original Horizon, there's like a world map, like a big map. And there's like this first section that's sort of like the, the soft open world that like teaches you how to do stuff. And you can still explore and there's like question marks to go to and the whole thing and then it breaks into like the 10 times bigger than that like actual world map i have just literally just gotten to the big big world map um which to me is like, you know, when we were talking about Halo and it's like when you find your first vehicle, that's the developer like taking the leash off and saying, yeah. go have fun. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much where I'm at now. So I believe I've got a, a good impression of what this game will be presenting as far as like gameplay loop. And thus far, it is very impressive. It's like, you know, in the way that Horizon was... It looks incredible. The character designs are so good. The conversations feel very natural, and it's got the story picks up essentially directly after uh, the first game. Which does, uh, Justin, I know in your case you didn't finish the first game. It there will be a slight barrier to understanding, but they have sort of like this catch up video at the beginning. That's like here's everything that happened, and by everything that happened, we're just going to give you like essentially the last like hour of the first game, and like now here we are. Yeah. Uh, Big differences right away. Uh, It certainly looks a million times better. Like, it... I don't know what it is. I think they changed the color palette slightly. I think the character models are a little bit better, but like it is a gorgeous game. Yeah. Like any, any screen anywhere. Like it doesn't even matter what you're doing. Uh, it also has this dynamic HUD that like you can switch it to like have more stuff showing and have less stuff showing. There's like a lot of accessibility features akin to like uh, last of us Two, where there's like a, you know, you can do a million different things, but uh, like if you're just kind of standing around, the HUD will disappear and you get these, unbelievable vistas gorgeous game um some of the other additions they add this new uh these new gadget features so like in the first game it's like you you had your melee and you had your weapons and there's a bunch of different cool weapons uh already they've introduced a couple new weapons that were not present in the first game that i think are so cool like uh just a a a quick example of one is this like lance that you can like throw from like way far away but like you can't be close combat with it at all so it's like if you're approaching a situation where like you see a creature or an enemy far away you can like line up essentially this like mortar strike with this lance and that's really cool so like that was just the first brush of like hey there's a little bit of new right. here and i was like this is cool uh then some of the other gadgets that they add are like uh, they added a very breath of the wild-esque paraglider um which is a very welcome addition because much of the the exploration that you're doing requires you to climb up big ass mountains okay. so now it's like your option is well you can do the jump off the side assassin's creed style rappel down to the thing or you can jump and just glide, and now you're, like, way above oh, everything, and it's, and it's very, very cool feeling. I remember
1: in the first game, you had to, when you were climbing stuff, you were looking for, like, yellow markings on, like, stones and stuff. Is that... Uh, so, it is, it
0: is better and worse, I would say. It is better because they have removed the yellow from the walls, and so much more is climbable. Like, yeah. significantly more. Uh, like Assassin's Creed style where they just have like nodes and like things sticking out that he'll jump to very unobvious things are climbable. Okay. Like you're you just look at a rock wall and you're like, I don't I don't know if this is climbable. And then, oh, it's climbable. And yeah. like, that's a nice feeling. Uh, that does not mean that it completely removes like the random janky sort of jumping up the yeah, side of yeah, the mountain yeah. type yeah. shit like that. That exists. And it's a shame that that's still there because but I think that that's just a byproduct of this type of game. Um The way that it's worse, though, is by removing all of the yellow stuff and, again, making it very, like, not clear what's climbable. Uh, There's, like, a detective mode button Uh. that you essentially press and it sends out this pulse, and then it draws these very obvious big yellow HUD lines Mm. on all the things that are climbable. So you'll see that mountain, and then it, like, puts little X's on everything that you can, like, climb on, or, like, big lines on, like, ledges you can, like, settle across and all this kind of stuff. So it's, like, it's like, I, I would say it's better than the first one. It is an improvement, but it's also like, you know, now it's one of those situations where you're kind of detective moding
1: a lot of the time. It's like I, they they built in more immersion, but they also allowed you to take out and play it with less immersion. That's exactly I
2: right. I am over detective
1: mode. Yeah. You know?
2: Like, I, every time it's in a game, I have to be pressing it. Yeah. Unless there's, sometimes games make it, not that useful like your character really slows down to a stop like a yeah, kind of long
1: cooldown which yes yeah yes. like i used i was yeah i would press it all the time and realize that things weren't really like so evolving. i want games to find a new way to to move away from that so i i will
0: say it is definitely not required to hit this detective mode button ever 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 you'd almost never have to do it um and at the very be- one of the first options that the game hits you with when you turn it on is it asks you about this dynamic HUD thing, which says like, uh, "Do you want to have waypoints at all, or do you want to remove all waypoints and like just navigate the map based on what you see, Breath of the Wild style?" Yeah, where it's like like there is no HUD anymore. Uh, so it gives I you that like option that. right away, and there was part of me that was like, "Ah, that's a cool thing," but it also seems pretty <laughs> inconvenient, so I'm not going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's that. Uh, Okay, the last most obvious change that I've seen to the game is in the melee combat, which is drastically different and significantly better than the first one. In the first game, it was as basic as could be. It's light attack, heavy attack, and that's it. This game, there are combos, there are dynamic changes in mid-combat that allow you to do different combos. It's very cool, and it adds a lot of little Mm. tweaks to it where, like... um. So certain enemies have, like, armor in certain places. So you have certain combos that help strip armor off people. Uh, In previous games, there was, like, uh, you could shoot, like, the arrow like the terror blast arrow that like blows armor off of people yeah. now if you do a certain combo it like imbues your spear with that power so like after you do it you'll hit them and then that part of their body will like glow so then it forces you to then shoot that with an arrow and then it explodes all their armor off them which is very cool it makes mm. the combat way more dynamic and i really really like that um
1: does it turn it into more of like a like an action game versus like a survival game? uh you you're definitely like it gives you enough tools to play the game either way so Mm. it's
0: just like a new option i gravitated more towards the melee combat because i found myself using that a lot in the base game Mm. especially like with some of the early creatures like i'm sure it's not going to be viable when you're
1: fighting like fucking tyrannosaurus rexes and stuff and and it
2: was also never a survival game you know it's always true it's always in an action yeah actually adventure
1: yeah my experiences with the other game was like looking th- around for specific vantage spots and then figuring out when I could staple a, you know, a monster to whatever area or create a trip mine. Like it became much more of like a strategic thing. And I would say when I was playing, like I would very, I wouldn't say rarely, but I wouldn't use melee nearly as much. I don't think. Yeah. Like, I, I think then that maybe my playstyle. Yeah.
0: That, that wasn't, that wasn't my playstyle, but I think based on all of the changes that they've made to the combat and how like, clearly they're sort of like throwing it in your face like yeah. hey there's all these new things that you can do uh i think it's encouraging that more sort of like dynamic combat like probably my f- one of the the combos that i really enjoy is like you can like do a combo and then like st- essentially like step on a creature's head and like jump backwards like in the air so and then, then while you're shoot. in the air you slow motion shoot yeah. them and it's like that. this just feels cool and it looks cool yeah, and like dope. i like
2: all of this right and like all those tactical options uh like figuring out how you want to attack a monster? Mm. That kind of only opens up a little bit late in the game when you get those.
0: Tools. Yeah, so, like I, I have not experienced really any yeah. stark challenge with creatures yet. Like it's all sort of still the basic enemies. Like yeah. I thought maybe one interesting
1: different enemy so far. Even in the beginning, uh, I guess maybe I don't know. I played it much more like I guess stealthy, where I'm like hiding in grass, and then you get like the the one hit kill on like those dinosaurs or whatever. Yeah. and it's like that. That's what like I guess the way that. I thought the game was supposed to be played, or I guess the way I was playing it before was way more like conservative and not less yeah. like in your face I suppose dodging you, and doing combos. I suppose you could play that way but like I said I think yeah. I think
0: they've added all of these new things to sort of encourage a more like dynamic yeah. play style. Yeah. I think they were at least in my experience with the first game they reserve a lot of the stealthy stuff for when you're dealing with something that like way outclasses you like yeah. when you're fighting against like a Thunder jaw is like a T-Rex Yeah. so like when you're fighting those it's like you cannot just run up and attack it like you mm. have to figure out something to you know wear it down a little bit Mm. um so yeah so there's a lot there's a lot that's changed in this game that i like a lot on the other side of the coin there is a lot that has not changed um and this is probably the one part of the conversation that i've not seen anybody talk about online but the gameplay loop and i'm not sure what i expected but it is largely the same like I and mind you, I just played Horizon Zero right. Dawn and finished it like 2 months ago. So it's kind of like still fresh in my mind, but like 90% of what I'm doing during the game is the same kind of shit. They've added a couple of quality of life things that I like a lot, like if you pick up an item and you don't have enough space in your inventory, it just automatically sends it to a, your stash and your stash is essentially just like a communal box that's found in every town. Hmm. So like you can always be collecting and like that's you good. never have to worry about not collecting. So
2: I it was a little bit worried Of you playing the first one so close to the second one. Yeah. Because you kind of get... It's going to be Horizon. Like, this game is always going to be Horizon. And that's kind of... It's not going to change too much.
0: Yeah. I I think what it's robbed me of is sort of like the, oh, like, we're back. This is great, right? But what it's emphasized for me is like now i can really tell the differences i can really yeah. like spot out what has right. improved and right. what's different even small things like there are certain like animations that they changed so like the critical hit that you were talking about like that one hit uh in the first game it's kind of the same thing every time you just sort of romp and stab, stab him, him. Yeah. right in this one there's like a a I've noticed a number of different uh, ways of doing it, like and some of them just feel so awesome. Like, yeah. you'll do one, and you'll see her, like, literally, like, just wing the spear and, like, throw it into them, and, like, that will kill them, and then she'll, like, sort of run up and grab it out of them, and it's cool. just very fluid and, like, cool feeling, and it's like,
2: yes. That, it does make me happy, because I have... It's been a very long time since i played Horizon, yeah. but my memories of the combat were very dull. Like, it yeah. was good enough, and yeah. the rest of the game supported it, but... And it was fine. like Okay, so the, the melee combat is not the greatest. Whatever. The game itself is awesome. Yeah. So it's kind of great. I, I like that they've put more attention to that.
0: Yeah, definitely. And I, I think that, that a lot of my gameplay habits are pushing towards the new stuff. Because, like, I mean, you can definitely play it like you played the first one. And certainly there are going to be times where, like, you know, you're in the middle of combat and you, like, hold L1 and you're crafting all of your fucking, like, ammo types, <laughs> like, all at the same time. And you're like, okay, well combat kind of slowed down just so i could do this but like you know so that is the same but there's there's enough different going on where i'm like okay this is cool have you gotten um, to a
1: human encampment yet yes m- many like,
0: of them have you done have you done any of them like completely stealthily oh
1: encampments no i have not gotten okay. to one of those yet uh, i do remember doing those in uh the first one and like there was like a strong emphasis on hiding and like there's a way I to forgot do, about that there's a way to do this entire thing without getting like seen yeah uh yeah i have
0: not experienced one of those yet i think now that i'm in like the open open world i'm sure those will start uh coming up i
1: haven't even like climbed a a tall neck yet so like you know it's interesting that they did the same thing like i feel like the first horizon didn't put you on a small island and then bring you to a bigger area it did
2: yeah they had a weird uh intro area where they introduced a whole bunch
0: of things Mm. yeah it was called like the wild like mother's edge or something yeah yeah it was sort of in the
2: middle bottom of the
0: map yeah Mm
1: -hmm. okay
0: um but yeah, so it's it's very uh, it's very cool, and I'm I'm very happy to be playing it. It is a quality game, like yeah. without a doubt, it's certainly like of triple A quality. Um, like God of War level. I it, you know it's it's hard to say something like that because when God of War came out, it there was a lot of novel like there was a lot of novel things happening with that game that felt just like wildly impressive and again it's I'm sort of looking at this from a weird perspective because I just played the first right. game and to me it's like there there's a lot of it that's largely the same yeah. so to me it's like if you were a fan of Horizon you are going to totally fucking love Horizon 2 okay uh, Horizon 2 though is not going to be this sort of like revolutionary experience right. it's clearly like the developers Took everything from horizon one and they're like okay where were we lacking you know what i mean and i think it's because they didn't have to focus on like you know reconstructing combat from ground zero that they're like okay let's add all these flashy animations in let's add some cool new weapons let's like really flesh out this melee combat you know and that i think it adds a lot to to the horizon experience but
1: it's still the horizon experience you know (laughs) I feel like that's always going to be a sequel thing, though. I feel yeah. like God of War Two will be the yeah. same thing. It's I'm a little be nervous like, about that. Yeah, actually. I'm just going to see a lot of you know uh, his back and those giant pumpkin shoulders that he has, yeah. and um, there's going to be a lot of throwing axes and stuff, and the really cool catch. You know? Yeah, there's
0: gonna there are just new areas. There are some cool things that they added too. Like you can tell that this game took a lot of uh, inspiration from stuff like uh, Witcher Three and yeah. things like that, because a lot of the the cities that you walk around have I, I don't know to me they have that feeling to it where it's like you know there's more vendors that do different things uh they added a game you know like a Mid- Mid- like game? a what, what's it called Card in, game uh, like a card game what's, what's it called in witcher gwen gwen so they have like a Gwent style game mm-hmm. in this game it's not cards it's like a it's like a pieces moving game uh but it's actually interesting and pretty fun and you know whatever and <laughs> <laughs> There's like the token guy who's playing it in each town, and then you go and you fight against their board, and then yeah, you yeah. get like new pieces and all this kind of stuff. So it's cool that they've like changed up. Yeah. It's just, again, it's the same game, but they added a lot more. I, it's way more beautiful. Like, you know.
2: I almost want those second games to take a risk. Like, it'd be really interesting if God of War 2 came out. Opening cutscene, axe gets broken. Mm-hmm. You don't have the axe in that game. Yeah. But yeah. they have some other awesome new mechanic. You know, yeah. I mean, that's a lot to ask. You play as only Atreus. But yeah, right? uh yeah it's just uh kratos throwing atreus the whole time yeah. instead yeah. of the axe uh <laughs> but you know those are the risks that personally i think might make a sequel really stand out oh yeah um so then it's like that's the god of working with the axe and this is the one with the
0: teleporting sword whatever you know like yeah, yeah. some
2: other really awesome mechanic that really makes it stick out rather than just leaning on the laurels of the first one yeah,
0: yeah i totally agree
2: but it's it that's a lot to ask and I know a lot of people would not even agree with that because the axe is awesome. Like maybe yeah. I do want the axe, but
0: yeah, and, and that's the thing. I feel like even now, enough time has passed between God of War where it's like to play that yeah. again in new areas with new bosses and stuff could be enough. You yeah. know what I mean? And I, I think Horizon is going to be enough for a lot of people. I mean, it's it's well like an eighty nine or something right now, which is like I mean yeah. that's pretty, it's pretty good. You know that's you know, that's a game that's a must play. Yeah. You know what I mean?
2: You know how I many people are upset about uh, Aloy's. Face? Uh, character model, yeah, face specifically, because yeah,
0: yeah. she has. They added more like freckles and stuff. No, they have. They have hair. She has oh, hair on yeah, her yeah, face. Yeah, that's right. Um, huh.
2: like a real human being. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like that, a real that, girl. I, I did. I did see
0: that that thing where it's like somebody posted this picture. They're like, "Could somebody please explain why they gave Aloy a fucking beard?" And then somebody like comments on it. And they're like, "They're like, this is a human that's never been around a woman in their <laughs> <Yeah>. entire life." <laughs> that is hilarious uh it's pretty I, funny
2: and i know it's getting i saw an article today that it was getting review bombed but maybe that's why
0: I, yeah i i'm not sure what the greater story is on that i think it has something to do with like i could see uh, it, like it. console rivalry situations oh, like or that? something
1: yeah oh i thought it was more of like an anti-progressive type of this
0: thing i don't know either yeah, way i don't think there's that much of a, like a message in this game it's just if you're I killing, would, killing dinosaurs just don't
2: so. look at i just i have such a low opinion of audience scores in general because yeah. of this yeah, yeah. It's you can a- sway it so much from just some stupid community or whatever. it's yeah. just open to the public. Yeah, it, it I, is. A- I
1: generally think that public reviews get balanced out, though. By like it's a, it's a, I don't know. I, I I look at public reviews or like pe like random user reviews as more of like a like a like a pulse on the the people who play the games you know what i mean some games get review bombed down to like a three out of ten
2: though mm. and it's like what is that even telling you
1: because when there's a focused yeah. effort
2: to change the score mm. that changes that sort of natural like uh plus minus yeah
0: yeah but i don't know i feel like the critic scores tend to it's, it's just a different thing you know what i mean like if i
2: don't really i don't really I don't know like, to make neither of them are it. perfect but user scores just seem no holds bars
0: just it just in certain anything goes. I mean, it's, it's definitely used in that way a lot of the time, but you know, it's kind of a byproduct of like that much
1: sort of, I don't know, freedom, I guess you could say, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's the wild West, you know, I guess that's the anonymity of the internet, you know, that's like what it begets, but yeah, yeah, but I can, assure people from my humble opinion, it is, uh, it is a quality game.
0: And if you liked horizon, you will really like horizon two. um, also, like the like the PS Five like upgrades or whatever, like it's running beautifully. I'm still very much unhappy with the fact that y- you still have to make a choice between like performance or resolution. It's a I, super annoying. Trend. I hate yeah. that. And why does it always default on resolution? I'm not going to do that. I need the game running as fast as I can. You
1: know what I mean? Like it's, I'm always I you got to war with the resolution because I really liked it. You yeah. Know? I don't know something about like the 60 frames and being so smooth made me feel like I could see like his I don't know like something about the game it I don't know if it like made it too apparent that it was a video game a video game you know like I don't know I, I I'd you. like the cinematic feeling of it yeah I get you
0: yeah it's uh it's it's certainly pretty cool um I'll show you guys a, an image of what it looks like yeah after the podcast that sounds good uh but yeah, I I have a myriad of other games that I'm playing, some of which actually tied directly into some news that we have for this week. So before we get to that, I'd like to hear uh, what you guys are playing. Hmm. Hmm.
1: Yeah, we can keep that pretty. <laughs> I mean, keep Sifu, that pretty short. I'm still trying to play. I haven't really had time to like really dive into it, but I want to beat it before this Friday. Which yeah, game is that? Sifu. Sifu. Yeah. Sifu. Yeah. I finished. So I did. What boss are you? On? I haven't even touched the museum yet. Okay, but I got through the second guy at twenty-two, so that's been fun. I'm gonna see if I could get it to twenty. I don't know why I'm just like,
2: well, cover yours for the next ten seconds if you're still playing Sifu. Okay, but I just um, uh, spared all the
0: bosses. Yeah. And How did you find out that you uh, could spare the bosses?
2: Uh, when I beat the game, I was I looked up things online to get some of the trophies. This is exactly what I did, and it was like you can spare bosses. Like yeah. that wasn't
0: yeah. even. Yeah. An option. So I, I told Justin that a while back. You spared the first one already, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a cool mechanic. I'm very. Uh, there we go. Sorry, I was looking for a particular article. Um, it's a very cool mechanic. How many times did you accidentally kill bosses?
2: I didn't do it any. Them? I was very careful. Yeah. Uh,
0: um. I was like, when I was going through my like no deaths run, that was a very annoying I, part of it.
2: I'm like, I still find myself. Like, I want to keep playing that game. So, it's almost a shame that it's over. Um, like oh, I, dude, go for the no death run. I don't, don't want... To, that's not... The, just like all we talked about last week, it's like the bosses aren't the fun part for me. I really like just beating the shit out of all, like all these different yeah,
0: guys. Yeah. It's the fighting part. It's is like, your phone the, ringing?
3: No. no.
0: Oh,
2: Ali's
0: doing, yeah,
1: yeah, doing something. Yeah, Allie's <laughs> doing something. Okay. It is actually... Um, it's interesting. Like, the club totally reminded me that this is like a 3D brawl, like a beat-em-up kind yeah, of. That's totally where
2: the cool. game shines for me, and I love it. I yeah. love just going in there like and being more efficient and fighting all these different mobs and, mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm.
1: cinematic scenes where you're like fighting down a hallway in that first Dude, the level. First level. I love that scene. That was the best. Yeah. Then you and find the, out you could talk to that guy in the very beginning. You didn't. If in you, the hallway. Yeah. When he's beating down the door. Oh I didn't oh, talk to if him. If you don't fight him he turns to you and there's like a little exchange back and forth. Oh that's cool. Yeah. Interesting. I, so that's you where the game first and ask questions later. I love all of that.
2: And I could even get behind the first boss cuz that's like sort of he's just sort of a dude, like yeah, a, yeah. a good dude. Um but yeah, that I it just the rest of it's fine, but I just really love the rest of it, like getting skills, beating
0: the levels more efficiently. Yeah. Um but you d- you don't want to try to like get perfect runs or anything?
2: No. I mean, I did pretty well. Like I ended up doing a run that was like the most efficient that i felt like i wanted to do for the first stage for no well i got the first stage perfect a while ago oh nice um and i think i got to like the last stage at age like 30 or 28 or something okay um and it took a long time to be that last a spare the last boss because Mm -hmm. he just fucking kicks the shit out of you super hard um and just
0: break your guard and does stupid things and embarrasses you yeah laughs at you while you're on you the should, ground so, you shit on your face. <laughs> you should look up some like boss runs specific like just to see what other people do and well, it's like it's uh, well this bo- is the
1: part i don't like i don't really love doing that so it's like not like learning new mechanics or like seeing how maxing to- i think is what he's talking about it's like if the game wasn't like minmaxing maxing for him before and correct me if i'm wrong it's like uh it's it's kind of like not what he's in the game for, I guess. You know? I, I guess there's part of me that likes to see what's possible,
0: you know? Like hmm. like what can I be speed doing? Running like,
1: is, I mean that's why I like watching speedruns sometimes. Well, yeah,
0: exactly, because it's like, you know, like I know how I did this. How did somebody else do this? And then it's like, oh, like I mean th- there are certain things that do not remove difficulty, but like create clearly and obviously more efficient. Mm-hmm. ways of doing things like there's a move that I was not doing ever to the final boss and like I saw somebody do this move and I was like holy shit like it game changer yeah. game changer and and, I, and then doing it in practice it's still not like just knowing that it's possible does not remove the difficulty at all but it, like having that new tool in my toolkit like now being like oh this synapse connected and now I know that this is a thing that I can do and this is far after I've beaten the game it was like okay like this is cool now i can like try to employ this and it it added a lot of interesting flavor to it too
2: yeah sometimes i do that where you know i'll try to get that extra edge but that's not that it's just not that fun for me like sort maybe in the same way that chow and i playing elden ring together Mm -hmm. it's like it just takes the soul out of it a little bit for me yeah yeah. and i didn't love fighting those bosses enough to commit to putting in the time to do that yeah for these bosses yeah um
0: so I'm just not gonna do it. It okay. I'm that is that is a fair. Yeah, is
2: you're a fair playing thing to do. and now anyway, right? I did start Deathloop. Um, how bad are those menus? It's very confusing. <laughs> I literally, I like, I really haven't played it. I played 45 minutes maybe, okay. so it's like nothing. Okay. But it's still there's a lot going on. Yeah, and I'm still just like figuring it out. It feels right now. It just feels like you know any of the other games. Yeah, I'm um, telling
0: you, like the what got like I was overwhelmed and confused and frustrated at the beginning of that game because i'm like you're just throwing way too much at me and none of this makes sense like, i couldn't contextualize anything the game was telling me from the menu to like what you're equipping to like yeah how, i was like i don't know what the fuck any of this is so i just like shut my brain off and autopiloted for the first like while stopped caring about like story and stuff and then once i then at a certain point it clicked i think within the first like loop you know it totally clicked, and I was like, "I understand what this game is." Okay, and then like, then it was fun, sort of like unpacking and experimenting and all that. It's very cool.
2: Yeah. So I don't really know how far I'm gonna get before Elden Ring. Yeah. Um, I thought I'd have more time this week. Yeah. But, Stop playing uh, Deathloop.
1: Let's just play Apex.
2: Yeah. I mean, I would. I would definitely play Apex. But we did. Some no one was around. That's pretty much why yeah, I picked yeah, up. I, uh, I was playing
0: a lot of Halo. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, there are games to play. I don't know. I just wanted to give it a shot. I thought I could maybe beat it in a week, but I don't think it's going to happen.
3: You, c-
0: you probably could. I have... No, I mean, not before Elden Ring at
2: this point. Today's but. Tuesday. I'll play a bit when I get back. Then I have Wednesday, Thursday. Because
0: I don't have you'll, anything You'll going make a lot week. of headway. Like, you'll probably get to that's the point... That's only if you're not working.
1: <laughs> I know. <laughs> if you didn't yeah. have a day job.
0: You, you'll make some headway. I think you'll get to the point where it'll click for you, and you'll be like, I understand what this game's trying to do. And, like, th- that's when it became cool for me. Um... And it's the kind of thing that you could easily go back to. I mean, it's essentially a roguelike, so it's like not like you're going to lose your place later, you know? And then I'm trying to... I still jump in Pokemon every now and then and just,
2: like, fuck around.
0: Yeah, if Pokemon fell off hard for me. Like, I, I not not that I'm not interested in playing it, just that, like,
1: I don't Shufu's know. is more interesting right now. Yeah. Personally.
2: Yeah. But Pokemon's always a game. Like, you're not going to forget those mechanics. Yeah, yeah. If, I didn't,
1: if I didn't have Final Fantasy Tactics Advanced, uh, I'd probably be playing that. But whenever yeah. I'm, like, going to bed or, like... You know, I don't want to like turn on the TV and all the systems. I just pick up yeah. That, that there, sweet, there were a analog
0: pocket. There were a couple other things that I, I want to discuss before we get into the news. Uh game wise. So we we're talking about Switch. One of the games that I played on Switch that launched um last oh. week was River City Girls Zero. Oh, which is like the that came out? Yeah. Uh I would probably not recommend it because it, really I, I didn't realize that it is a it's a direct port of a Super Famicom game. Uh, oh yeah, but it, it was never translated for the U.S., so it's it's a Japanese Super Famicom game that they added an intro cutscene and like a little bit of voice acting, but you're just straight up playing a Super Nintendo game, and it's like not a very good Super Nintendo game, honestly. So like, where does the at, River City Girls part come? Well, into because it? this was the first time, so you're playing as uh, Kunio and Ricky. Yeah, uh, but this was the first, so the introduction of the River City Girls is you get your girlfriends back right away, and then you get to swap characters with them, so you can be Kunio or uh uh Masako,
1: or you could be Ricky and Kyoko. Was River River City Girls a remake, or not a remake? Like a new version of an old game? I so yeah. So, so
0: River City Girls is an extension of the River City Ransom franchise, which is called Kunio Kun in Japan. Mm -hmm. And there's like dozens of Kunio Kun games. I did not know
2: that. I thought it was a completely different.
0: Yeah. so, So, so River City Ransom that that was like the core yeah that was an nes game came came to the states whatever river city ransom is called kunio-kun in right. japan sure
1: uh what are the boyfriends in river city girls are they those two kunio and ricky oh, i did not pick that up at and, all i played yeah. that and game those, beforehand and, and those are the two characters that are <laughs> in river city ransom and then they're going to get their girlfriends correct Oh, and yeah. the girlfriends are the same two girls, Misako from? and Kyoko. Oh my god, I yeah. had no idea. So, the so, developer... so
0: River City Girls basically was able to reapply that IP, create all new character models in their own spin on it, and that's what became River City Girls. They're called so River City Girls 0 is not actually called River City Girls 0. I don't know what the actual name of this game is, but it's it is one of the Kunio-kun games where Again, only ever existed in Japan, and it was the first opportunity that you could play as Kyoko and Misako oh. as, like, interchangeable characters. So, oh. so anyway, Ali and I are playing that. It's basically a jank, you know, Super Nintendo. Uh, brawler. B- b- uh, yeah, side-scrolling brawler, and it's, like, fine, you know, mm. uh, but we were playing that a little bit. But more importantly. Wait second right before. Sorry. River City Girls Two. That's that's that, thing. that's still coming. I out. I thought
1: that was. What yeah, you no, were that, that's about. not out yet. Oh, thank God, that's not out yet. That's
0: yeah. a, that. I'm stoked on that. Yeah, I'm, dude, I loved River City Girls. Me too. That was like, oof. The there's music actually in that game was so good. There's a lot of really good beat em ups coming out this year, and by a lot, I mean River City Girls Two and that new Turtles game. And I'm huh. so oh, totally amped on the Turtles game. It. Yeah, Shredder's Revenge. I am so amped on that wow. game.
2: We never beat Scott Pilgrim.
0: I, it's because the online sucked. Oh, I would man. play locally. Like I'm, I'm still a thousand percent down it, it to play totally that. It totally destroyed our momentum when it crashed. Oh yeah, because yeah. it's just like wow, this game's clearly broken. We need to also, wait for it to get patched, and then we did, and then didn't play.
1: But then yeah, we've already played this game before. You know, so it's I like, haven't. It was more just you've like, never played Scott no, Pilgrim. No. I I, would I thought play we locally. played. You played it with Nick. I could have sworn if we all wanted to get get together and play it,
0: I would play locally, and we would have a phenomenal experience. I, I, would, I would totally do that. I would that. be a thousand percent down to do that.
1: I mean, we were playing. Um,
0: yeah, I'm done. It's a good game. Um, okay. More importantly, we had the opportunity this week to try out Nintendo Switch Sports. Yes. And Justin and I, we both got to try it. Uh man. I, yeah. I loved this game.
2: I saw I saw all the messages. I was in the city that day.
0: I apologize for bombing it but i was like we had such a good experience the first time that it was like i was so adamant that i was like you guys need to play this like and maybe it's just because it recaptured the novelty of wii sports i mean justin yeah. t- t- tell to me about your experience because i feel like At i'm just gonna gush
1: okay so 45 minutes of this uh this internet demo right play test whatever um, I play. You had the choice of three games, which is the uh, sword fighting game, uh, bowling, and tennis. Tennis. Um, I didn't get to play the tennis, but you didn't sis, play tennis at all. My sister did, and oh. I watched them play. It looked good. It's the, that was the best mode for sure. Really? Yeah, man. I, I really enjoyed the sword fighting. I really enjoyed the bowling. However, I would say the bowling. Uh, The bowling was fun, but to a point where everybody's just they figured out how to do strikes, so if Mm. you fuck up and even if you get spares. Allie and I dialed it in. She got second, which is nuts. I got third.
0: Did you? It's hard. Like people are fucking good. So the the context now is you when you go to play bowling you it was only online you could only play this online it would match you with 16 players or 15 other players or whatever uh and they would put you in a giant elimination tournament and like you would get knocked out if you were in like the bottom four for like the first like however many rounds
1: and you can play with two players on the same tv against the other 14
0: players it's really fun it made it so fun and you're bowling simultaneously it's not like you're handing the remote back and forth it's so good
1: yeah it was very fun um overall i will say my suspicions of the Joy-Con being slightly not as good. Um, still, I would say that I felt that. At least I felt that on the sword fighting one because, like, I would be trying to swipe. Maybe it's just, just your starting. setup. I don't know. It could be, it could Cause, be like, because, like, we, we were only this distance. So I'm looking at it like two feet. You know, I I, I put I uh, somebody was using the TV, so I got our testing TV and I brought it upstairs to the kitchen table. Yeah. And then I put the thing down and we were playing in the kitchen right next to it. So better maybe but and no this is how we play the 45 minutes oh i see overall my impressions were i did i didn't know how much i missed wii sports mm-hmm. um two the new flares on the games and the way that the games like, control and the way that they play and the tennis matches and stuff like that like it feels like and they put a little bit more flare into the c- like competitive aspect of yep. it in the sense of it's not hand-holding you anymore yep just like flicking your wrist it's like actually like timing the strokes properly mm-hmm. otherwise you get them out um bowling seemed like normal bowling to me um but but the fact that you're playing with 14 other people simultaneously made that game way yeah. more fun because now it's not just me and the other person playing it's me and the other person playing against all these other people exactly like, cre- don't Dude, get
0: eliminated exactly we were like cheering each other on yeah. it's
1: it's a very nice like environment to play it created in. a bowling alley in my house you yes. know what i'm saying like it yes. felt exactly like that um how'd and you feel about the characters i thought the characters honestly I still stand by. I think they look like Animal Crossing characters. They with the next definitely drawing.
0: do. I said that to Allie, and she's like, holy shit, that's exactly what they did. But you know what? I, I'm personally, I'm totally charmed yeah, by them. I, I like think them. they're great. And like you said, where they added this little ex- extra flair on all the stuff, I think the animations for like the tennis and stuff yeah. look great. Yeah. I was like, this is... The, so like." Wait, oh. so what changed your mind? Because you hated them in the trailer. I hated them because I was so nostalgic for yeah. the Mies. Yeah. But then in... In situation, like when I'm playing them, actually, like you would see people get matched with some of the me heads, and those are clearly like Nintendo employees playing. I'm not sure what you meant by playing with CPUs. I I did not have that in the very beginning.
1: I think with the sword fighting one, I uh, some people are just straight bad. Well, Arthur and Katie both uh, played against some random people, and the the movements were very similar. Like as in, like the sword would slowly like turn clockwise and then it and not like not clockwise oh I know yeah. what you and mean. if they both are doing that in the same thing it's like I can move my like controller around like wherever and they wouldn't react to it I'm like okay you're a fucking mm. you're a fucking CPU however when I played then I got matched up with a real person and he was trying yeah. to do all this crazy shit. And I was like, okay, oh my now gosh. we're actually trying to like outthink each other. Yeah, Ali had some pretty, like, pretty intense matches. She had this one
0: with this other uh, this other girl, and uh she actually got to like a final round. Yeah, Like she won one the and they dropped smaller. the
1: platform. I was like, This is awesome. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, just it's like so the great. Wii Sports game. Or yeah. the second Wii Sports game. But yeah. I would say overall though, uh, just like the characters, how they have an extra joint all the animations in the game has, like, an extra joint. You know what I mean? So it makes those characters more palatable because it's not, like, some janky-ass Wii Sports-like copy. It's more of, like, a... We've advanced this slightly more as well as like the the overall look e- and feel.
0: even like silly things like when you're when you're bowling like as you're waiting for everybody's lane to like load you just see your character kind of holding the ball and you'll see them kind of like shake it off or like yeah. do this with their hand or something yeah. and it's like yes like this, it's just that hint of personality that you need but god like the music is so good and like there's there was so much about it that it's it's it it was that I missed it. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was such a novelty to Wii Sports when it was out back in the day that like had this like magic to it. And at the time I I was infatuated with it from the perspective of, oh my gosh, I'm playing this game in such a different and interesting way. But then I think it was played out for so long that I was just like, okay, like, you know, yeah. I've played baseball and whatever a right. million zillion times. Like whatever. Um, but now having taken approximately what ten years off? No, not ten years. Yeah, maybe ten years yeah. off. Right, uh, going back to it, I like. I part of it too is like I was playing with Allie the whole time, and it's like that's anybody can approach that game and have a great time. Yeah. And like even while we were playing, it we we're like, man, I wish like Tom was here, like that would be super fun. Or yeah. if all of us were in the same room, it would well, be. I'm would,
2: looking for games to play. Like Kristen, not a gamer at all, and I think she she kind of like stays away from things. Yeah, she'd um, be all about this. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking for experiences that will kind of bring her into the into the fold this
1: will do it there's volleyball if, in this too hey if the, if the uh if clubhouse games after i bought that and thinking like, like oh my god why am i spending 60 on this stupid game if clubhouse games has taught me anything it's that the games that you can easily go into and just if you have like one or two other people or three other people with you and you could just go in and start like playing random yep. board games on yep. the tv without you moving or setting up boards it's oh, worth it you know oh yeah it's like it's it's convenient. I think Wii about Sports all is just going to be the same thing.
0: Yeah. All like much of the Wii was were those experiences. I remember in college we would play uh, the WarioWare darts game Dude, all the time. Because so it was just like, fuck it. Like, we're just going to play darts. And it was, uh, it was so good. So, yeah, having that feeling, new coat of paint. Great music and just the fact that they added the online component to it and it wasn't bad. It yeah. was it actually functioned very nicely. Yeah. Even when we were playing tennis, which is like a there's a lot of movement and stuff going on, it was super compelling. You know what I mean? Like uh oh, I was yeah, I was we- so charmed by that whole experience i'm like very very happy on it frankly i was so bummed where when it finished up i was like okay like i'm ready like i pre-ordered the game i did i did not get the physical version because i was like i want this on my system all the time i never want to not be or i never want to not have it not have it right um it doesn't come out until the end of April, uh, and I'm like, "Fuck, yeah. that's such a long time." That is a long time. That's such a long time. That's like two months. So yeah. it, it was like very like I, it. It kind of took a little bit of the wind out of my cells, but I'm I know I'm still stoked on it. It's only forty dollars. Like that, yeah. that's a steal. Like I'm
1: I'm about this game. I'm very very excited about Wii Sports. Yeah, I think it was a it was a good. Thank you for getting me to play that game because at first I was like, What is he talking about? Nah. I don't want to try this. And it's like forty five minutes, what's even the point? And then I then we got it. And I was like, This is great. Forty five minutes was like the perfect
0: amount of time too. Because yeah. it was just enough to like get enough shots at each game to be like, okay, like we have the one where we're like learning how to play and then like but it happened with bowling all the time. Like the first bowling, we'd fuck it up instantly. And we're like, "God, this, like, why are we so bad?" And then we get in the second one, we're playing way better, and we're like, "Okay." And then the third one, we're like, "We're nailing strikes left and right." We've like got our exact lineups and what we do, uh, and it put like almost more pressure on the last one because we're like, "This is the last game we can play. This mm-hmm. shit's gonna be over in two minutes. Like, yeah. we have to, like we have to stretch this out as far as we can to play well." You know, uh, it was a it was a cool feeling.
2: Yeah. And I've never been super into those games you know i'd always go to chow's house and yeah you know play them there and i always enjoyed them but i never it wasn't like a huge thing yeah yeah. my house um but you like watching that trailer it's like this is just squarely in nintendo's wheelhouse and it's just gonna be a home run you know you just knew looking at it's like all right they did it yeah this is gonna be a
0: good experience and i I think, again, contextually, it is, like, the, the environment... Like, it is a party trick. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, to me, you're not playing that game by yourself. Like, even with the Wii one, it's like, you couldn't play... Well, I mean, you could play by yourself, but that's pretty lame. Uh, at least this one you have I mean, online I a play. I boxing
1: one for a while by myself. Yeah. I enjoyed that. But, like... In this case,
0: I think now you know you're you're going to be with uh, with your girlfriend most of the time. So it's like the perfect thing where it's like, oh, what do you want to do? Ah, let's just play a couple rounds of tennis. But then because you're playing with other people online, like you're not playing against the computer, it's so much more compelling. Yeah. Because you're like, oh man, you know who's this guy with a terrible you know name? Like I don't know. Yeah, I, I was I'm trying really, to think of a better.
2: Really <laughs> yeah. And like, yeah, I don't know. Like her roommate plays
0: stuff too, so it's yeah. like we have like a little we can have a little it, it's it's party. A, a genuinely fun game now contextualized in like a cool, interesting, competitive environment with th- like the lowest barrier to entry possible. I can't think of a single person that couldn't p- that would pick this game up and not have fun, you know. Um, and I Wait. think the Joy-Cons are fine. I did throw my Joy-Con one time. <laughs> did there. you? Yeah, like bad. Like we were playing tennis and I tried to like smash this thing and it was like, <laughs> <fucking> like <laughs> oh nailed God. the floor bad. It was so funny uh I was and it was, I had joked right beforehand because they gave us the warning like oh yeah put your wrist yeah. strap on I'm like yeah
1: I'll put my fucking wrist strap on <laughs> smash uh, it all oh god it was bad. while we were playing the tennis one my sister had really bad memories of my dad smacking her across the face <laughs> no yeah. oh jeez and she was like I oh, wasn't even playing <laughs> oh, <my laughs> neither <God>. was he
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god. god damn
1: oh jeez uh, brutal
3: anyway.
0: but, yeah so that that was a really cool game and you know if anybody uh uh missed the opportunity to play it. Trust, it's fun. It's really cool. Like yeah. I I feel like there's few better games to drop 40 bucks on, you know. Yeah. Okay. So let's get into a bit of news. I only have three main topics this week. Uh the first of which actually happened right before this podcast. And I'm just curious what your guys' uh comments would be on it. So, uh, new scoop from Jason Schreier at Bloomberg is, for the first time in two decades, Call of Duty is going to skip a year. Uh, Activision has delayed 2023's game made by Treyarch to 2024. Sources tell Bloomberg uh, it's a shocking move that will have massive impact on the franchise and the industry. The reason why it's going to have massive impact is because Call of Duty games notoriously hit number one sellers every single year. Um, It's also probably important to consider that this doesn't really have anything to do. It likely doesn't have anything to do with the merger because like these games are planned way far in advance and like the,
1: mm-hmm. the, the buyout isn't even like completed yet. So I can, okay. So my initial takes and yeah, I kind of figured that I, I didn't really think that the, uh, the merger would be like, a uh, opposed for like concern. But like, I, I think that the introduction to Warzone was like, uh, a big changer to like that game specifically because now they have like lasting power with that True. game because it's just it's just a huge it's a fucking huge game you know yeah. what i mean it's a battle royale and people are eating that shit up like crazy and i feel like if anything else that they're like okay we'll take a beat because we're probably making so much money on warzone right now that we can make a really good game or at least have this game with a preloaded warzone 2 or something like that but mm-hmm. aren't I always forget how this is set up don't they trade off
2: developers for that game every other year
0: they do so there's um there's treyarch there is oh god there's like three of them is Raven, there three of them it was two ravensoft or something like that i think there's three um let me see
1: i mean i, I wonder at what point are, do they just start releasing warzone in seasons again i mean they're probably already doing that what am i talking about but like Additional maps, maybe additional changes to the gameplay or games, uh, which all well, game mechanics. Like it could be, like a gaming as a service type of deal that- for
0: for developers: Infinity Ward, Treyarch, Raven Software, and Sledgehammer. Mm. So they trade off every
2: four years. Is that what they do?
0: It's like every other game is different.
2: So like, doesn't this have impact on every other game, every other developer too? That's in that circuit.
0: Um, I'm I'm not sure what the. My developer's I mean, that, going starving yeah. for, that's what I mean, for, for the next like, four th- years. I, I don't think they're starving. I imagine I that it's just like, you know, it just bought everybody time. And that I imagine that uh, your comment on Warzone is likely true, because they're probably making money head over fist on that. And I believe sales were softer for Vanguard. I think it's still topped charts, but I think it sold like less than, whatever the last one was, Black Ops 4 or something. I, I can't remember, remember the one before it. But uh so they're probably looking at that being like, okay, well, if our sales are getting softer, it's probably because their like, month-over-month player count on Warzone keeps going up. So like maybe, like you said, take a beat, let Warzone kind of have the spotlight for a while until they can create something compelling enough to pull people off of Warzone or new players into is the space. Like,
2: is there like a profit sharing on that between those four developers?
0: I mean, they're all owned by... Um, they're, yeah. they're all uh, Activision Studios. Activision. So.
2: Yeah. All right, yeah, I'm just like...
0: I, maybe you're right. I don't, I don't think anybody's going hungry if you know if somebody yeah. else is uh, yeah, if true. somebody else is
1: eating. I think they're all salaried. And know, I, people. I mean, judging from what I know from like like the Call of Duty franchise, the the current game release is only trying to. Get people to buy the next game release. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, this game needs to be good enough because they're already working on the next game to sell them, you know, in the next year or so. So, I assume now if they're going to have a game coming out next year instead of this year, the person who is coming up after them, as you were said, probably has an additional year as well to make their game. Like, Mm -hmm. it's just,
2: it is a little crazy because you're just you're leaving like a billion dollars on the table.
1: Yeah,
0: I mean what I think the biggest shakeup that you're going to see is the removal of of them from these charts, you know what I mean? And to take 2023's game off, presumably, you know, uh Spider-Man 2 is going to come out that year and like that was probably the one game that gave it the biggest run for its money um when Spider-Man 1 came out. So to remove Call of Duty from the table, I think Spider-Man 2 is going to clean Clean up if it's anything similar to the first uh, to the yeah. first
2: Spider-Man. Yeah, ever. it is. It is kind of just a crazy shake-up.
1: Yeah, it, I they,
2: they make so much money, you could just pull a Madden and put up the same game, and I'm sure you'd make a billion dollars. That's but true. They're just not going to do that.
1: That's
0: mm. true. Which is kind of good, and maybe that's the faith that they want to instill back in everyone because annualized franchises tend to be looked at a little disparagingly, like the oh you're just, the- you're just changing the roster and pushing the same shit ad, yeah but to be like we're deliberately taking a year off i remember this exact same thing happened with assassin's creed yeah. when they're were like we're gonna take a year off and then they gave well, like, helped origins or whatever i, I don't the know it didn't have a
2: lot but it, i mean game wise I, I mean okay no, i think you it know it what, is, i think it
0: instills a little faith you yeah. know what i mean it, it, sa- it, it says like oh they're gonna try harder on the next they, one they've done something. that a few
2: times they took a year off for assassin's creed 3 yes and then everyone was super pumped about assassin's creed 3 and it was okay but yeah. then they did that again for like origins and odyssey or whatever
0: assassin's creed 3 was the last assassin's creed game i ever played i never played any others after that that was a long time ago That was xbox 360 i was playing that on yeah i'm not a fan of assassin's so, creed in general i
2: like it but i mean that's a whole nother assassin's creed is assassin's creed assassin's creed <laughs> yeah yeah um, but this with call of duty i'm interested in this almost as just a case study like yes yeah. what's gonna happen Precisely. in the industry yeah. this exactly. is so
0: weird definitely definitely yeah. definitely it is it is a strange thing, so we shall see what 2023 holds uh, when Call of Duty doesn't come out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so moving on to the next news. Uh, earlier this week, actually like two days ago, uh, you guys do, heard about this uh, Capcom countdown clock that was going down. Um,
2: I knew it, a little bit about it. I obviously heard... What happened afterwards? Yeah,
0: essentially they published this website that uh, was a countdown clock, and they didn't say what it was for. But people lined up that it basically came at the very end of the Capcom Pro Tour, so a lot of people assumed that it was going to be something like the Resident Evil Four remake or Street Fighter Six. Turns out it was Street Fighter Six that was the announcement. They also announced the Capcom Fighting Collection, which is similar to the Capcom Beat 'Em Up Collection, where it's going to pull together ten classic. Uh, Capcom fighters, mostly from the Darkstalker series, uh, as well as a couple of arcade releases that never had uh, physical or console releases. They're adding rollback netcode to all of them, and they're publishing it on all platforms, which is kind of cool. That's basically like putting new life into essentially like 10 totally dormant fighting games, which is pretty interesting. Uh, But obviously the show stopper there is uh, the introduction of Street Fighter VI. Did you guys watch the small trailer that they produced? I did. I had
2: one reaction that I think we're going to get into anyway. Yes. But I watched the trailer. I was like, oh, look, Ryu has a beard. And then... Ryu has a beard? He's got a beard. I yeah, think he's, he's had beards before, he right? Yeah,
3: he had, he
0: had a beard in the uh, in 5. They call him what? Hot Ryu.
1: Hot Ryu? Yeah. So, and That's then it's like, and you see him and...
0: Go, was it I Akuma? It
2: for I forget who he's fighting.
0: Uh, so he's fighting a new character named Luke. Oh, whoops. Uh, yeah, so Luke was the last DLC character from Street Fighter Five, which a lot of people were pretty soft on. Uh, it was a very short teaser that they released. It was just a uh, a panning shot of uh, Ryu and so, then Luke, and then they go to punch each other. So I watched. Street Fighter 6.
2: Yeah. So, and I watched. I didn't know about the controversy about this, and I just watched the trailer. I'm like, okay. Like, okay, cool. Street Fighter 6. Kind of an, a moment in the industry. Like, this yeah. is fun. I'm it's not, a big deal. I
0: mean, as, far, not, as far as fighting games concerned, this is literally the biggest fighting game I'm series not, that's ever I'm not been huge into of Smash. it.
2: Yeah. I'm not huge into it. I was like, this is cool. But then the logo comes up. I'm like, what the hell's that? Yeah, just a just a terrible logo.
0: Yeah, I think the biggest takeaways from this one is first uh, based on kind of looks like hungry bucks for some reason. I don't know why. Yeah. So based on the trailer, um, you can see it running ridiculously smoothly. Yeah, I saw the sixty frames or whatever. So that's because this game is developed in the RE engine, the Resident Evil engine, which Uh, is like Capcom's new workhorse. Uh, So it's going to be it's obviously going to look and feel different than basically every other Street Fighter that's come out before this, as it should. Um, but we really don't know much else other than it's got a god-awful logo
1: <laughs> and, uh, and reusing it. So. Yeah, I'm not sure how they passed that logo. I mean, I have a feeling I know how that came to be, which is just a designer came up with like a thing that they found off of Google, and they were like, quickly put this through, and then yeah. s- somebody was like, I don't pay attention to any logos. This looks great. Yeah, yeah. There's, the- there's a meteoric uproar about it right now, yeah. so
0: I would not be surprised if there was a logo re-reveal and they yeah, do right.
1: something
2: else. And for anyone who's not seen it, Street Fighter has such an iconic, like, there's so much energy and flair and uniqueness to their logos. It's just like, you think of Street Fighter, it's like, Street Fighter, it's like the way that, it's just right there. Yeah. And this is just this cold,
0: Getty images. It looks like, like it could be like a, a credit card company yeah, or I something,
1: think you know? F, I think with those, uh, what I think with those logos that try to smush letters into circles, they're taking from the whole like Japanese shoji era, like those banner symbols where it's like the Japanese character in the circle. I feel like a lot of people have been doing that recently. Like, I think I saw that in, um, what's it called? Westworld when they did the, Oh, the, the season 3. Japan or, world or yeah. whatever, and I remember thinking that. But.
2: I think... I mean, look, if you want to do SF and squish it down, like, whatever, but stick to your style. Like, yeah. it doesn't... It's it's nothing. There's nothing well, there. Well,
0: that's what it is. It's like, to, to me, looking at that, even versus the Street Fighter V logo, it's just robbed of so much personality. Like, yeah. it, it's just it's just bland it's like i can't
1: think of any other word than bland and kind of lazy it's that know? they read all the case studies on modern day design and yeah. design and they were like we need thick letters and bold font and that's it just keep it simple to me Simplicity. it's almost like they
0: just put it into like a logo generator yeah. like mix it up in yeah. a hat and pulled one and they're like okay that's it let's yeah.
2: go <laughs> and you know why this is such a big fuck up because we're all talking about the stupid logo instead of their trailer yeah. like your logo was so bad that it it surpassed your debut trailer of uh, what's supposed to be a huge game
0: yeah so what's funny there's actually a a very hilarious hot take on this uh that kyle bossman well we talk about him a lot but he made a video on this and one of the points that he makes i think (laughs) is really funny where uh he describes like how you leverage hype like like there's ways of leveraging hype and there's like okay there's low amounts of hype, which is like, you you just say something and it's just out and, and that's it and it's, it's soft anticipation. Then there's like, medium anticipation where it's like, you know, you see a, like a date or something which is saying like, okay, like something's happening but like whatever uh, and then there's like, high hype which she's like, you never do. You never ever want to like create a lot of high hype because you're going to disappoint people and like, a countdown clock is like, <laughs> that's like a, you're saying some shit like, there's an, a website that's actively ticking down that is like, we want you to look at this site at this second and we're going to mm. remind you all day, all the time. Right. Mm. Um, and to only release a 42nd teaser f- as payoff is like kind of yes. underwhelming. You know what mm. I mean? Like yeah. show us a match, even the reveal trailer for street fighter five, which funny enough, that was the, f- uh, as far as video reviews are concerned, that was the first video review we ever did on the zero reviews, oh, wow. uh, YouTube channel with street fighter five. Mm. I did that review. Um, Anyway, uh fun fact. Even that uh. trailer, you saw at least a match. Like you saw what it's like to be playing yeah, that game, game play. you know what I mean? This game has none of like, this trailer has none of that. It, it it's a concept, you know what I mean? We don't even have a date. They said
1: like we'll find out more information this summer. And it's like, okay, Ugh. fair enough, but like It's just one of those things to tell you that there is a Street Fighter in the works, which we all probably already knew, but now I, we know exactly. it's like I've somewhere said this towards before. the surface. Yeah. I've said this before. Don't tell me. I
2: don't want. This is too far ahead.
0: You don't have a date. You just showed me this stupid (laughs) thing. Like we'll tell you more (laughs) in the summertime. Like we're not even going to tell you what we're going to tell you. We're just going to
1: say like, oh yeah. What is we might have more to talk about six months from now. What else does Capcom have in the works that's coming out soon?
0: Resident Evil 4 remake, uh, Pragmata, uh, the Sunbreak DLC for Monster Hunter Rise. Is that
1: coming out soon?
0: Like Sunbreak is coming out, I think, like next month or something like that. Um, And then
1: Pragmata got pushed into 2023. I figured this was their attempt at being like, hey, guys, so you just watched the amazing Nintendo Direct and you're probably excited about all the games that are coming out in the next couple of months. But remember, Capcom's still here. I know some people are still playing uh, Monster Hunter Rise, but like, remember, there's more games coming. Well, it makes sense that it's a, uh, that it was like the end cap to the Capcom
0: Pro Tour. Yeah. Like, that, that's their big, like, fighting game, like, series that runs. It's like the, you know, their, their equivalent of uh, Evo. Right? Yeah. I, see, I feel I
2: like you could be, you could get a job as a, a hyper specialized gaming marketer where your job is hype management and you're just good. Like, it's an art managing hype oh, yeah. for mm. a game release and this is a good way not to do it yeah i'm i'm not even a huge my favorite example of it them like doing it perfectly i think it was fallout 3 right uh four four was
0: two month when they
2: just they announced it and it's like it's coming out soon bitches like, yeah, like it
0: was they talked about it in june and it came out in august
2: and i know that's not always viable or November but November or something yeah. don't give it to me more than a year and a half away you know so many games are doing that They give you the little teaser i think that
0: just waters down your experience so i like i i, I think you- it mm, i think it's contextual because like i think about like the playstation 5 right and it's like there wasn't that much to look forward to right away but the long view on ps5 is like this is exciting. We know that a God of War is coming. We know final fantasy 16 is coming. We know that, that, uh, Harry Potter games coming. Well, and guess, I'm like, like that's enough to make me buy a console mm-hmm. to know that like I, my investment is going to be sound for a couple of years out, you know?
2: Yeah. Uh, yeah, true. But I'm also just, I guess I just mean like if we're just looking at a single game, yeah. like the, all of those were used to build the hype for, you know, those are like the features of the system. Yeah. Know? yeah. So that's like a bit of a different conversation. Although I do see where you're going with it. Um, but i mean a good example i guess another bad example is um travis touchdown uh no more heroes 3. no more heroes 3 where mm, yeah, they that was
0: announced like yeah too far in advance i mean
2: metroid 2 like all of these where they just show you that they're in development and then they go they go radio silent yeah. that's not fun for me and yeah, i think yeah. gaming and hype and all this stuff like it's to their benefit to build excitement
1: yeah mm-hmm. i mean breath of the wild 2 is supposed to come out this year but we've only seen like one trailer but i I think that might be the point because
0: i think when they show the real thing and they're like this is coming out in november in six months it's going to be like yes yeah
2: like yes but like what did that old trailer do for them like they could
0: have just waited it's kind of like proving that like the direction is breath of the wild
1: sequel rather than new zelda entirely i guess it's i don't know it's It's buying up mental real estate of people's like brains basically i feel like le- that's what they're trying to do okay. they're like at one point they're just trying to make sure that they're touching you and being like don't remember don't forget you're going to spend your money on this like, don't forget you're going to buy this soon yeah
2: yeah you yeah can just there's just i think there's a nice there's like a good way to do it and then there's a way that just sort of like poo-poos mm-hmm. your. yeah you, it backfires a little bit
0: i think nintendo is typically pretty good about it mm, i don't know yeah, but,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I think probably overall, they're they're decent.
0: Yeah, I mean, they, I feel like they have to, like, you know, Breath of the Wild 2, new Mario games, those are the big carrots, right? And
1: then they trickle you all this little bullshit, you know, to I mean, get done, you there. They've done things where they've announced stuff and we've never heard about it, like <laughs> Metroid Prime 4, Metroid Prime 5, <laughs> uh, Bayonetta 3, like, where's yep. that game?
2: I may be totally wrong on this, but I believe the original announcement of Halo Infinite like, it wouldn't have been too far off from its original release date. Yeah, I can't Like, remember. I think that was still within the same, like, calendar year. I can't but remember, the but first trailer was great. But then, of course, it was, you know, there we're was, like, was like a holding the helmet
1: and stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Good trailer. The trailer versus the release?
2: I think the original announcement of Halo Infinite and the original re- release date, I think they were actually pretty close together. Yeah, mm. but it,
0: like, delayed, like, three times or something. Yeah, after so that. then,
2: then that's when you run into problems where it's, like,
0: yeah, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. but well... Street Fighter 6, we'll hear more about it during the summer, but it was a, a notable, you know, these Great. are these are keystone games within the world of gaming. So, if you're a Street Fighter
2: about. fan, uh, dial back into this podcast in six months. There you go. <laughs> You'll
0: see what's going on. <laughs> I'm sure we'll talk about it in the title. I'm certainly going to be playing it, so we'll see. Uh, okay. Last piece of news. Did
1: you have a, a final comment? No, uh, I'm just thinking about delays <laughs> and why they happen you can go <laughs> uh so well, la- last piece of
0: news um this, this is a somber one but it's gonna uh tie into some other stuff with some of the other games that i've been playing so it was announced uh earlier this week that the and that maybe this is more of a me thing but that the nintendo 3ds and wii U eShops will be closing permanently this year uh basically as of may you will no longer be able to conduct transactions on 3ds or wii u uh like you won't be able to use credit cards or or e-shop points or whatever and then at the end of the uh the end of this year they're closing it entirely you'll be able to re-download stuff that you could download before but uh for the most part those stores are going to close oh, that's nice of them um the that's what
1: it's nice that they allow you, they have like a portion of it open that allows you to download them in case you bought them
0: before. Well, it, it, this is a massively contentious uh, contentious issue because by we're closing th- this store, similar like it was felt less with the Wii closure because they're like that was sort of the dawn of uh, yeah. online based, like digital only content. But with the closure of these two stores, we're talking about thousands of games yeah. that are going to basically disappear and with no ports to speak of whatsoever yeah. and like you know this it's kind of a, a depressing thing and a lot of like to have these unique and novel experiences basically erased from time is just a huge shame especially when there's no real alternatives to play a lot of these games even if they were ported to switch it's like it's the 3ds you know what i mean like you like the the fundamental way that you interact with that and the wii u is so different than anything else that one of the byproducts of this is that the used market is going to just get totally insane like there are some of these games so a good example is uh, a game called rhythm thief it was this highly rated game from level five the people who made the professor Layton games uh or not not level five Ugh, it's escaping me. Whatever. This game, Rhythm Thief, $20 download. Currently, it goes for about $140 on the second-hand market, and, and it's I'm, only going to go up from there. Is it only digital? All the entire digital store is... No, is no, no, up. but what I'm saying is that is this game only digital? No, the phys- I'm saying the digital version costs yeah, $20. Yeah. The physical version costs $140. Yeah, no, okay, I get that. Yeah. yeah. So it's it's going to affect the secondhand market in a dramatic way, but more than that, are the digital-only games are, are going to be erased from time. So uh, where this is going to lead into what I'm playing is I'm realizing that there are few experiences that I have been interested in trying at some point and now there's a countdown clock in a, in the negative way against the Street Fighter right. 1 where uh, now I literally have three months to either buy or play these games or lose the opportunity forever. Um, one of those games that I started with and I thought this was the most apt one uh, and this was the game that I was saying before that I think you might it might be interesting to you, but I know yeah. you're never going to play it. Sure. Uh, there was a 3DS title that came out called Rusty's Real Deal Baseball. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this this is a a novel, totally unique experience. It was Nintendo's first attempt at a free to play game, uh, and essentially what you what you do is you take your me character and you visit uh, this guy Rusty Slugger's baseball second hand store, and he sells you these mini games. Uh, for real money, the game you download for free, but then you pay a dollar or two for each of these individual games, and then by purchasing them, the whole concept of it is that you're haggling with him. So he wants to charge you four dollars, but you basically go through this visual novel haggling process to get the price to go down, and you eventually get it to the point where like you think that it's acceptable, and then you can uh, buy the game for real money. And then by doing that transaction, and based on how drastically you haggle with him it will affect the story of how the rest of the game plays out because a lot of what the game is doing and this is the hilarious part this character Rusty is a very pitiable figure <laughs> and the biggest point of leverage that he has in his haggling is uh like guilt basically got a family to feed literally when you go <laughs> and visit him the first time he's like I have 10 kids and my wife just left me and like I don't know how you know what I'm gonna do so he's all upset and you have to like essentially like build his confidence back up so he drops his price but by dropping his price he's going broke (laughs) because you're taking so much money from him and it's this very interesting and unique experience and i was like man it would be it's such a shame that that experience in its entirety like provided they remove the ability to conduct transactions you will never see the end of that story ever again because you have to buy the games in order to unlock this later chapters of the game so that experience you will literally be locked out of entirely. Um, so I've been, I actually beat that game Mm. earlier today. It's a phenomenal game. It's very unique. It's very quirky and interesting. So
2: you wrote that on the podcast sheet that you were playing that game. Yeah. What the hell is this?
0: Yeah. So it's because the window is closing. If you ever want to know what it's like to go through and play that game, this is literally your only opportunity to do it after May. You will never be able to play this game ever again. Mm. Um, so to me, that was uh, an experience worth having. Uh, and now having purchased the games in it, even if I were to restart the game, it knows that I've purchased the games already. So like when it goes to that screen, I'll just be able to redownload and the story will progress. Mm-hmm. So I'll always have access to that story, which is nice. Um, but also this has opened the door to a lot of 3DS exclusive titles that I was uh, either aware of or totally unaware of that I'm getting exposed to now. Like I'm sure you have seen at one point a character called Dylan. He is a uh, a, uh, he, uh armadillo. He's a first-party yeah. Nintendo character. Yeah, all of the Dylan games are 3DS-exclusive, online-only games. And I was like, this is a first-party Nintendo character that they made, specifically has his own gameplay style, this whole thing. And I was like, I know nothing about these games. I've never played one, ever. So I was like, let me download those and, and give it a try. Because... After May, I will never be able to play a a Dylan game ever again because none of them are physical. It's Uh like it's not possible. So, to me, I'm like, man, like this, this is something. How many are there? Three of them.
2: You could theoretically, I mean, maybe the second hand market for like. These are Wii U titles, or Wii? The, these are 3DS, 3DS titles. 3DS titles. So you could buy someone's 3DS that has it downloaded on. Yeah, it. Yeah, I,
0: yeah, presumably. But like, you know, it's also like you won't be able to get your profile on there because all of your games travel with the memory card and the, and the console itself. If somebody formats the system, it's a it's a wrap. Mm. Um, yeah. But it's going to turn into like a PT situation. Like, right. I, I can never ever format my PlayStation Four ever again because like that right. that in and of itself is a is a unique and rare experience that yeah. you can't find ever again. Right. Um, so I looked at some of these other games, one of the, which that, Justin, I think you would take particular interest in, that might be worth getting your 3DS out for. Unless, I was just thinking, where did I put that? Unless you've already played this game, uh, it's called uh, Weapon Shop de Amase,
1: or something. Let me look at it. Maybe? It's called... Weapon Shop de Amase. It's called... <laughs> Weapon the Shopper. Weapon Shop de Amase. Uh, and...
0: The whole concept there is similar to Moonlighter, right? Oh, uh, where you run, love it. Where oh, you wow. run the shop. This game, you are literally the blacksmith in a town, and you are forging I the weapons that heroes go out. It was, huh, in a, that's it was, awesome. It was, it was in a Nintendo it. Direct back in the day. Yeah. 3ds exclusive, nowhere else to play that game. <laughs> so after May, if you don't already own it, you will never be able to play that game ever again. Yeah, <laughs> isn't this like upsetting? This right. is like this is very upsetting to me. It is. Is, it is this is. supposed to be a good game? It's supposed to be very good, yeah. Like I, I think like over an eighty on Metacritic.
2: I would I would play. You just can't you can't just say call a game
0: Moonlighter and then expect me not to play it. It's uh, I, it. it I, is th- that's phone. his phone. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, so it's like I'm I'm now learning about these games. Here's another example. I just started this game. So did you know that at one point, uh, level five. Level five is a publisher that does the Professor Layton games. Um, they ran this. Uh, not promotion, but there was this sort of like initiative that they ran called uh Guild Guild One Games, and they okay. essentially worked directly with individual developers, like like <laughs> Autor well known developers, to make specific 3DS exclusive titles, uh, like these one off games, uh, to release in, in this series. And it was three developers, one of which, Suda51 made this game called Liberation Maiden that I just started it's $8 on the eShop 3DS exclusive nowhere else and it's fucking awesome it's yeah. this like 3D mech shooter that has like really interesting controls and it's just way like bombastic over the top you play as this woman like the, so the game starts and this maiden Lip- liberation maiden it's actually a very funny name because she just gets elected to be president And her new first responsibility by being president is she gets put into a mech and fights aliens. And I'm like, (laughs) yes. And this happens within 10 seconds of the game starting. And I'm like, I am so in on this, like 100%. It's awesome. And it's an awesome game. And that game will be lost to time. Another one, Justin, this might pique your interest. The developer of the Final Fantasy Tactics series made a 3DS exclusive eShop title called Crimson Shard, which is a... Uh, dice based d d dungeon crawler that is also very highly reviewed like eights and stuff or like uh what do you call it 80s and stuff on um, moon shadow called crimson Shard. a uh, crimson yeah, this, Shard. this a would be book. a killer article on the website like yeah dude games you have to play this is what i'm saying because like are they, they are going away forever like the only way you're ever gonna be able to like, play this stuff is by like you know soft modding your 3ds and like pirating stuff and whatever and it's like you know i it's cool that that option exists, but like, I'm just not the guy to do that. You know what I mean? Are they, uh, is, is everything on sale now? No. And I don't (laughs) expect things to go on sale. So like, how much is that, uh, sword game, sword maker game? I think like $9. Okay. Something like that. Liberation Maiden was eight. Rusty's Real Deal Baseball, after you buy every single game in it, at the lowest price was, I think like 15. Um, it really
1: wouldn't be a, Oh, I hate you, Scurbo. I hate yeah. you so much. You did the same thing to me when the PSP was like, they're going to take all the... Oh, wait. They didn't. But, but uh, I mean, Nintendo has a
0: precedent. They did do this on the Wii. I know. I know. Like, I just, this did happen on God, the
1: Wii. God, I, 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 I already live my life with FOMO, like, hovering. I feel like I just... Uh, this is the world so This is the bitch. world that we live in now. Here's the so other... The, bitch. But you don't have here's, to here's play the other. them. You can just download them. I just... Well, that's what it that's is. That's the... Pro- playing them is not the problem it's buying them, buying them and never playing them would definitely be a problem but also learning that i'm making decisions because of fomo you know what i mean like i am not trying shit, to instill son. any fomo i'm just trying to like oh,
0: i no, i'm, I know, I'm I know. wired in a way that's like i i want to know what's the best games on any system i've ever played right yeah. and these are some that like Again, it's like that experience is going to be lost to time. And like that sucks. Yeah. It sucks so bad. Unless what? They release another 3DS and decide to re release Rusty's Real Deal Baseball or Liberation, maybe? I think I had that
1: downloaded, but I didn't buy any of the games.
0: Yeah, the story's funny. It's
1: it's an interesting experience. initially when that game came out I thought Jesus Christ Nintendo is using guilt in order to get money from people but there's like a way to they like kind of buy back their their shame a little bit because you can haggle with them to get those money get get the money down but it was now, an interesting experiment. It's a totally novel, weird thing. But now that you're mentioning it in the sense of like kind of like educational, kind of experiential, like this is a one time thing. Now I'm like, oh my fu- it's a piece of art, of course. Yeah. Of I've course. already I've already suggested Liberation Maiden to
0: like four people. Like I'm just hitting random people up on Twitter being like, I don't know if you like you should be aware of this game. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um I don't have quite the same pull
2: as you guys, or especially Scarbo. And I'm Carbo. excited that you're kind of getting into it so you can kind of tell me what to do. But yeah. Um, I'm interested like it's it is sad that it's going away it doesn't I don't feel a total need to dive back in and you know grab these games yep. if there's some really
1: good ones like that one does sound interesting I know that I want things when it's in high demand or rather if supply is low like I know no, no, just, no, no I'm, I just I feel it I'm this person too and I guess the way that I could justify it is
0: like well it's like if I if it doesn't happen then it's my opportunity for it to happen is never coming back and it's like... I mean, through very hard means, probably. Well, exactly, or, like,
1: illegitimate means or whatever, and I I just... I don't know. I I just don't like that. From a guy who owns, like, 6,000 box-and-book games of all systems, like, I feel like... I mean, I
0: understand What happens when my son is like, hey, I I heard about this thing called a 3DS. (laughs) What's that all about, Dad? And I'll be like, let me show you. Here's everything. You know what I mean? Like, that's... That feels good to me. And you're gonna be
2: like and you can never play Rusty's Real Deal Baseball again, and he's going to go, he's going to shrug his shoulders. He's going to be
1: like, this game sucks, Dad. And move on with his life. <laughs> yeah. Or he says, hey, Dad, I heard about this game that was supposed to be a really amazing thing, but you can't find it anywhere. And then Justin's like, well, guess oh, what? Oh, right. <laughs> well, bam. Yeah, right. <laughs> I would 100% guarantee
2: that conversation will never happen.
1: I uh, hope I, I mean, get to prove you wrong, but I don't know if I will. If, <laughs> um, if James does become a... Spitting image of Justin in the video game knowledge category, then that is a very real possibility. It's I mean, that, so specific.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the the odds are in his favor.
1: I mean, he feels like con- conversing with his dad about things that he likes. He's gonna hear about video games. You so, know what I mean? I mean, my dad had like thirty two cars and are freaking like stacked up on each other, and I know nothing really about cars. <laughs>
0: mm. <laughs> yeah, well, but you know other things. I know and things that's,
1: about cars, that, but not. Not levels like, of things that he knows mm, like mm. how to change a brake line that seems really hard yeah I think that does sound really you gotta drain stuff like yeah. what and he just does <laughs> um, that for Arthur's truck it's just like you just know how to do that and I'm like that sounds like great information to have yeah. anyway there. so there are only two other elements that I'm interested in
0: discussing here and I honestly wish Liz was on this podcast because this is pertinent to her new found Pokemon world sorry but that plosive probably sounded like shit on the microphone um, so one of the elements that will be lost with this is all of the digital versions of the uh, DS Pokemon games. So Pokemon Sun, Moon, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, X and Y are only going to be physical at this point, which, as we've seen happen recently, is going to explode the value of those games. So I would instill to her or Jason that like if they don't have those games, they should probably buy them now. Uh, because they will go up in value, or you at least want them on your system so you have access to them. The second thing is, with all of those games, every so- oh, and Alpha, Sapphire, and Omega Ruby or whatever. There's a lot of 3DS games. Anyway. Um, I mean, 3DS was out for like two decades or something like that. The other element to this is, suppose you were to buy those games physically later you have to download the update patches for them. So if you don't have access to the online store, you can't update those games anymore. So for that you can't play those games? Well, if there's inherent problems or like some sort of connectivity issue, you're not going to be able to to fix that. Mm. Like think about how many times did uh, Animal Crossing New Leaf get patched? You Mm. know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like Mm. that's a thing uh, that's worth considering. Another element to it, and this is, like, you've got to be far down the Pokemon rabbit hole to give a shit about this, but, like, if you wanted to pass a Pokemon from Gen 1 all the way up to now, which is possible through the mainline series, like, if you mm-hmm. wanted to take a Gen 1 Pokemon and bring it all the way up to yeah. whatever, Brilliant Diamond yeah, and yeah. Pearl or whatever, uh, currently, the only way that you can do that is through the 3DS versions of, like, the 3DS virtual console versions of the original games so once so if you had any interest in doing that at any point in your life you would have to have those games already downloaded on your 3ds in order to find that i don't know whatever unique pokemon from gen one and send it all the way up the line to to get it to the end. Some people care. about You say about Gen
1: that. One. You're talking about fat uh, Game Boy Pokemon Red, Red and Blue. Pokemon Yellow. Yeah, it so, blows my mind that there is a way to bring a Pokemon from that game through to the most recent games. Yeah. It, it requires you to have how many different consoles and how many different games? Well, I, I, back in the day, it was way harder. But like, you would have to trade
0: from Pokemon Red yeah. to Pokemon Silver to Pokemon, uh, like, Jesus Christ, the GBA knows the ones, chain. Sapphire and Ruby, and then you would have to put those into the GameCube Pokemon box version, so then you could get them onto, um, you transfer them to the Pokemon box there, so then you can take those and slot two, transfer them to white and black, or per, uh, Diamond and Pearl on DS, because it had slot two on it.
1: You, you feel me? I feel like I'm buying plane tickets for my Pokemon from like one country to the next. In it's, a lot of this ways, that's insane. In a lot of ways, that's true. I mean, it's so anyway, the the point
0: is that How nowadays that became too convoluted. So the way that they beelined the process is all of the Gen 1 games are on 3DS and you can just trade those up through the 3DS, connect your 3DS to your Wii U, blah, 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 blah and get all the way to the end, right? Um, because on the, the Wii U you had access to Pokemon Bank. I think even on the 3DS you have access to Pokemon Bank. Yeah, I think I remember um, that. Which is like you don't have to you have to pay a monthly service for that if you have too many Pokemon in it. That's insane. Ridiculous. That's dumb. But it's it's something else. But anyway.
1: Servers have so, to go keep up somehow, right? Yeah.
0: The point is, is that I'm just trying to bring a little bit of awareness to these things where it's like if if you are a Pokemon person and you have any interest in doing this and you were missing one or two or all of the 3DS Pokemon games, if you don't get them digitally and you don't buy them. Physically now, they are going to go up in price. It is going to be harder to access those games later. Just something to consider. Um I think getting those
1: those games physically would probably be the the play to do like the play right now, likely.
0: And just like pre-download the update, which you can do if you just search "update" on uh, our friend Xeon from Nintendo Life uh, made a video about this. Where if you literally just search "update" on the eShop right now, you can just download. Mass download all of them. Yeah, which I I actually did do that for many of the games without the game. Yeah. Wow. So like when I put in like my copy of Metal Gear Solid 3D, you know, I'll be able to put that in my 3DS and it'll just work. So I can crazy. So. That's yes. crazy. Sorry to go off on this retro rant, but it is a, it is a thing. It's showing like the death of a of you know the previous what eighth gen consoles, yeah. um, and really that ultimately like sunsets 3ds entirely, and now it's like
1: it's switch or nothing. Like yeah. that that's Nintendo's world is on switch or nothing, basically. Yeah. Um, on one console, they can have both the console and a handheld, and you'd still buy more than one of them. Yeah. Yeah, what it's world. pretty
0: crazy. Now all of this is nothing to be said about the uh, Wii U stuff, which, frankly, to me personally, the Wii U is just such an archaic, obnoxious system to use yeah. in general that it's like I I'm not really concerned about like accessing my stuff on Wii U really. Um, but it is important to be said that like a lot of the titles on there, like some of the Wii U or some of the Wii Virtual Console titles, like Metroid Prime Trilogy, is like ten dollars on the, mm. the uh, wii U eShop, but it's like 150 if you try to get it physically
1: i really have no love for my wii u I don't know, and that's I weird om- and i only <laughs> yeah, that's, I not guess, a, weird that's like, a common opinion like i have lots of love for my 3ds you know what i mean so like buying a bunch of games that i can like easily access from that screen feels cool because i feel like one day maybe i'll open it up and want to play it again like i've done with my other game boys yeah but um my wii u Mm. not so much not so much i mean the last thing i bought on my wii u i know what it is it's wind waker hd mm. and i didn't even play that that much even though i'm like i was stoked about playing it but the switch came out and yeah. then i just played yeah, Breath I, of the wild
2: i'm okay kind of sunsetting all of these games
1: like
3: mm.
2: i've never been a big retro person anyway i'm sort of okay marie condoing this yeah yeah like, you know thank you i will throw out all my old t-shirts i don't need to wear them one more time yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, yeah. um I can kind of, like, acknowledge their service and, like, personally I can feel okay letting those experiences go without playing them, but that's just me and I've never really been that type of person that feels the need to go back. Right. Yeah. Um, although, I mean, if you put, like, a an experience in front of me and, you know, like, this is awesome, you would love this, I will play that game. But, yeah, right. yeah it's very difficult for me to hunt those down. So yeah. this is not sort of in my
0: sphere. Yeah, I, I think it's only amplified my, like, I, I think I have a natural sense for yeah. that type of thing, and I think it's only been amplified because it's, like, This is your chance. Like, I totally, if you didn't didn't do your research on 3DS, now it really matters. I know
2: you and I understand everything that you're saying, and it, I totally, totally get it. Yeah. Um, it's not for me, but I understand the significance of the moment and why you would be excited about it. And I think it's a worthwhile, like, endeavor. Yeah. I just, like, I salute you as you go down this path of, uh,
0: uncovering these artifacts, but. It is it is a preservation thing, and yeah. it's something that's particularly unique to, like, our time right now. It's It seems like kind of a banal thing, because it's like, well, of course, you know, old things get old, right? But, like, every system previous to that, it's like, there's not a single thing on GameCube that you can't play again. You know, there's not a single thing on Super Nintendo you can't play again. But, like, Weapon Shop de Amase, if you don't have it, you will <laughs> not be able to play it again, legitimately yeah. speaking, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: it's a fair point. Yeah. I mean, you're so, right.
0: I, it's kind of sad in that way. It's like,
1: I wonder. I, I'm sure Nintendo has done like the cost of the, and the benefit analysis to this, but I wonder what the benefit is to them. I mean, I'm, I'm sure they recognize that uh, limiting or uh, making specific games inaccessible can be almost more beneficial to them. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, for instance, like, the the classic, uh, which one, the Nintendo Classic and the SNES Classic or whatever, right? When those came out, I feel like at certain points that they were like, yeah, these are great. We can sell these, like, as, like, a little $80 thing or $120 thing or whatever they were charging at the time. But the fact that they've stopped making those and no longer have any intention of making any other any, any other ones, it just hold. they, like, hold all of their games and they're like, oh, yeah, you remember this game? Well, we'll let you play this game again in the future, maybe. For yeah. another dollar match. I like, mean, from from a business perspective, they're probably uh, bless you. They probably
0: handle their IP smarter than anybody else that's out there. As yeah. f- From a business perspective, it's not necessarily the most consumer friendly thing in the world. Right. And I know it's probably ridiculous for people to think like, oh, you should just keep the servers for the 3ds e shop no. online forever. Like it's obviously not going to happen. Um, I wonder what the logistics are of taking all those digital only games
2: and just like shoveling them off onto one cartridge or you know one disc and like hey you want 400 under ten dollar games we just dump them all on this on this disc (laughs) that'd
0: be hilarious this this situation also feels particularly unique because like these are like you're like so rusty's real deal baseball this is the last I'll, i'll speak of this i know we've been going for like way too long um just in general i mean this is a long ass podcast yeah but um rusty's real deal baseball right uh perfectly cool game. Part of it is like you're playing these baseball themed mini games where it requires you to like catch balls and hit balls and the sa- the sound design is actually phenomenal. Um you
3: but you
2: got to play this game. I love love it. Love it. <laughs> it's <laughs> baseball,
0: I in Yeah, it's 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 really cool. I mean, just like listen to the bat crack. It's oh, it's great. But uh Get when the uh <laughs> the point is that it's it's an experience that's wholly unique to the 3DS where it's like the you I'm actually using the 3D effect when you're playing it and it totally affects your perception of the ball coming at you in a very dramatic way oh, so wow. it's so to me it's like that is something that's in my mind necessary to play this game at a high level you know what I mean uh, same thing where there's like a gyroscope in the 3ds so it's like you actually have to like move around to like catch the ball okay. and stuff so it, it has this like uniqueness to it right um, and to me I'm like well you can't port that to a pc and and yeah. have that experience it only exists within this format you Couldn't know be
2: honest totally forgot i could do that yeah <laughs> what the 3d i haven't used my 3ds in a long time and it's called
0: a 3ds <laughs> i know
2: which was so funny that i'm saying it but yeah. like the fact that it can do that totally forgot yeah. like it's it most people lost it in it. time in my mind
1: yeah, that that was a thing yeah most people don't use it yeah but i, I, I like, you, like it you see 3ds is just that's the proper noun and you don't think that yeah. Phoenix down? It's Phoenix's I, feather, right? Yeah.
2: Very few things gave me like motion sickness mm. in video games. It does. I'm not too bad about it. VR is a different story, but uh, th- that always did. Like the first generation. Oh,
0: the first generation was a like, mess. That was know. the worst. Like you had to get this.
2: Perfect yeah, it, angle if you on. weren't holding it perfectly, it like disaligned. Oh yeah,
0: uh, you, your I'd like, want to throw they're up. Like, it's like, Whoa. yeah, yeah. The new, one, the new one's great it actually works really really nice and actually ever since uh i was playing bravely default uh you had mentioned like if you just put the 3d like not like way just up, one click yeah you just, just put the on. littlest bit on it just adds this extra yeah. layer of definition and it makes it so much better it's so much better every game that i've played like that i'm like this is better that's like, the way to play it it just is better yeah you know um yeah so just a psa for everybody how about we wrap this podcast up i think we should yeah All let's right. do it everybody thank you for joining us uh again these intermission podcasts are going to be a little strange while we uh finish our conversion but uh be patient and great things will follow but for now thank you justin and thank you alex thank
1: Thank you you, justin 300.2 300.2
0: you saw the one, right i did i like that (laughs) yeah uh and we'll see you all in the next one thanks everybody thanks bye